Welcome everybody to the Super Lario's Brothers Super Show. Happy birthday show to you. Happy birthday show to you. Totally not gay. Happy birthday, giant, elderly, ancient dinosaur brother. Nose is getting smaller every year. Happy birthday. I almost made a special birthday request that we start it with an Oons version of Take Me Home Country Roads. Virginia. Mama Mountain Oonsun. Oons me Oons. Oons tree Oons. A song that has only really resurged into my consciousness because of Fallout 76 videos. Otherwise, probably... It's it, but it skyrocketed right back to the top of mind. I don't. I probably haven't heard that song in 15 years. It's a great song. I do admit, I do like the version they use in the Fallout trailers more than the actual John Denver one. Yeah, John Denver, when you kind of listen to him, his voice trembles a lot. It's kind of a shaking thing. It's still a great voice, and I like his version yeah. of it, but it, it's a lot of like... Take me on country road. Like, he trembles a lot. But I, I think that's more of a country thing. It might be. I'll be honest, I never had too much of a preference to John Denver one way or the other. He's got um Rocky Mountain High, Colorado's great song, too. Yeah. And uh I I like it. it. It doesn't get much play anymore. But the movie he did with George Burns, Are You, Are you There, God? Where George Burns is God, and he's just like a, a grocery store assistant manager. Hmm. And it, it, George Burns is kind of trying to talk him into like spreading the love. I, I haven't seen it long enough to do like an in-depth thing, but it was a, a really fun movie. Huh. And, uh, they did three more, which George Burns came back for. John Denver did not wisely. Um, not a great actor. No. <laughs> not like Phil Collins, the world's greatest musician turned actor for two movies. I haven't seen Buster. Uh, he did like I think two movies, and I've heard. Did Buster and he yeah. in that uh, he was him and Meatloaf played like two henchmen in a Michael Keaton movie, The Powerball. It was the one where they were trying to rig the lottery, uh-huh. and uh, for some reason Michael Keaton had lived in a warehouse with a, a basically a bunch of small TVs built in the shape of a T Rex. It was a very odd movie. Yeah, but uh, Buster, I've heard he's pretty good at. I've never seen it. Um. But the other crazy thing about John Denver, which I forgot, was he died in, like, 1996, crashing, like, a small passenger, like, kind of hobby plane into the, like, cliffs outside San Francisco. Hmm. And wasn't supposed to be flying, because he had, like, two DUIs in a row, like, a year ago. Uh, for flying? Or no, for, dro- oh, for, for driving. driving. Yeah, so this is his way, like, they can't catch me in the air. <laughs> glug, 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 just... <laughs> <laughs> the plane, like, spinning already. Like, he took the Jack Daniels label off because that was too subtle and just put, like, brown paper bag and wrote whiskey or triple X on it. <laughs> Brat boys. I dare you, any of you cops with a telescope to stop me. Glug, glug, glug. No, no! They can't pull me up on the sky. Like, his phone reads off, like, excuse me, sir, your comeuppance in 60 degrees. <laughs> Quiet down there, computer. <laughs> You need to get a little booze in you, too, Glug Glug. <laughs> no, but because he had those two DUIs, they did do a, a toxicology test on him. And he actually came out positive. Or, no, I'm sorry, clean. Yeah, oh, okay. Clean. Good for him. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't die drunk. No, because which, that would be, be honest, every story. <laughs> which, I'll be honest, probably wish he had been drunk for it. Because It I was weird. He bought I can't one. imagine flying into a cliff stone cold sober is a good way to go. I don't know anything about 
planes in general. Um, but apparently, I'm not sure our helicopters work. I'll be honest. No, <laughs> it's, I don't think they do. <laughs> it's just an illusion. Even though I've been in a helicopter, I'm still. But uh, he bought like a hobby plane off somebody, and the way it was configured, something that should have been like in the cockpit in front of him was kind of positioned behind his seat, like not really in arm's reach. Uh-huh. And they tried to jerry-rig it to extend it, and that didn't work. And he's like, all right, I'll just do it. And if I have to, I'll fucking unbuckle my seatbelt to get back to it. They don't know what happened, but they think that was probably it. Okay. It was something he couldn't reach, you know, in a split-second reaction time when he needed to. And just screwed him up. But that's almost as dumb of a way to die as being drunk, honestly. Like, why would you fly this thing then? Was he, was it like a, uh, a Harrison Ford thing where he's like, oh, yeah. well, like my hobby is like yeah. appreciating old school planes. And exactly. Flying. Except this, uh, Harrison Ford's is something surreal. Like the planes that shouldn't be in the air, period, anymore. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> the White Brothers said this one was too dangerous to fly, but I found a way to make it work. Yeah. A guy shouldn't have to throw your propeller forward to get it to start. That's <laughs> not how planes are supposed to work. Yeah. That is like a very curious scenario all the way around. And do you think there's any part of him that's like, if I had died like that, that would have been one of the stupidest deaths ever. I mean, I don't know. Harrison Ford. The guy from is... Chicago that shot himself cleaning his gun, that's up there. Yeah, well, Harrison Ford is just such a weird guy in general, and mm-hmm. especially so old now. Maybe he's just like, whatever. I'll die doing what I love. <laughs> like, he sounds like he doesn't enjoy much anymore. Mm-hmm. He sounds like he was extremely happy to be out of Star Wars now. He's like, I don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. Thank God. Like, there's, I think the one thing... He's, he like, ranks among some of the worst, like, talk show interviews of all time. Oh, yeah. he's great. It's just like, so what did you think of the new movie? Oh, I thought it was uh, pretty good. I, you know, I, I don't he's know. like a clam suppressing <laughs> joy. Like, I can't <laughs> let any out. Like, like, the low grumble. You can only... Ralph Garman has always done, like, a great Harrison Ford impersonation. Really? It's just like, oh... Star Wars and really exciting. Mm-hmm. It's just like just super low and shitty throughout all of you. Just like, why would anyone invite? Like, how is he so charismatic in movies? But he's yeah. such a dead. Just, oh my god! Yeah, Robert De Niro's like that too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure he's also just sitting here waiting for like, let's just get this fucking last fucking Indiana Jones movie. Out Goddamn of cock sucking. Fucking die. Kingdom of Skulls. I can hand this off to what's his name. Shia LaBeouf. He, thank God. He'll never just go crazy. And just make residuals off like appearing as like a grandfather for like two scenes. Yeah. And <laughs> that'll be my life forever on now. There's no way I'm going to have to try and film another Indiana Jones movie. In my at, 70s. Yeah, at like 76 or however old I am at this point. Yeah, it's a rough one. Are uh, you still making that? I don't know. I, it, I thought I heard they were going to. Can I just kind of tangent real quick into something that has infuriated me? Okay. I've already known I've made myself very clear as I'm not a fan of DC movies. Yeah. But can they stop fucking announcing a new fucking movie every goddamn like month? When they still haven't put out, like, any of the other movies. I don't pay... Uh, they just promised yeah. that, like, another Joker movie's coming with he, with fucking, uh, what's his name? Crazy 30 Seconds to Mars guy. Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. They're like, he's yeah. doing another one. I'm like, stop it. Stop announcing these movies. You've got, like, seven in the pipeline. I, it's, I just shoo them off like flies. Because I'm like, until Aquaman comes out and does at least decent, the, none of these matter. We'd see the new Wonder Woman movie got announced. And it takes place in, like, 1984. And I'm that's like, that's, fine. but it's a curious decision. It might, as soon as they announced what Chitara or Jaguar or whatever is the bad guy, I was like, all right, it's going to have like kind of a campy aspect to it. But why would you set it during? And the, it's a comedic actress canonic, playing it. 
but like the canonic hundred years when Diana was not doing anything, apparently. I don't know, maybe she fights her in Africa. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's not a big public fight. It's just weird. I was like, why would you, like, I would have just tried to skip over that as quickly as possible. It's got to be sure. something, like, low-key enough that, uh, you know, the world's greatest detective, Bruce Wayne, has never heard of you until now. It can't be, like, can't be like Bruce Wayne, don't you remember that big fight in the middle of Pittsburgh between that lion woman? Well, I didn't hear about it. Really? There's entire national holiday devoted to it. Like, I was... Cheetah Day? You don't remember that? Where you just ignored this thing that, like, how did you not know about this? Like, I'll just fucking fall off my chair laughing if, like, the beginning of uh, Avengers Affinity War 2 is, like, uh, Tony Stark, like, you know what? Maybe it's we- time we call our friends at that academy in New York. <laughs> and, it's, and then the X-Men jump in. They're like, wait, they weren't around the whole time? They've always been here? You're not even going to give me, like, the facade of an alternate dimension? It's just going to be like, no, they were always here. Yeah, they just didn't want to hang out. But, you know, they're right there under Hawkeye on the call list. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we've always called Hawkeye before the guy who could shoot laser beams from his office. <laughs> yeah, one-fifth of you controls the weather, but we better give Hawkeye a quick call. <laughs> yeah, here he has a new boxing glove and taser arrow. It's a combo of his two most powerful Ooh, arrows. That's going to take down at least three parademons. Yeah. Out of the 75,000. <laughs> it's going to be real good. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think they are still doing an Indiana Jones movie. I just, I don't know when it's supposed to happen. Did you actually ever see Kingdom Skull or so Kingdom I've of Skull? I've never seen an Indiana Jones movie. You have to watch the first three. It's well, I mean, you can watch the first one. If the first one you don't get, like, swept up in it, then don't bother, but... Yeah, it's also one of those things where I'm always just like, maybe it's more interesting to like to always have a perspective that doesn't include Indiana Jones. Because I hear a lot of people will use like those kinds of big movies as a comparison point for everything else. Like, I enjoyed the new RoboCop, and part of the reason I did is because I didn't have the originals to base my opinion off of. Hmm. So sometimes I like having a perspective that doesn't include the previous like giant movies. Do you find yourself being asked a lot for your opinion on those kind of movies? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of time we'll talk about movies. I did a movie podcast for like a year and a half, things like that. If you didn't give your perspective, I can see like why bother like Trump, like trampsing through the history. But if you gave your perspective a lot, I feel like, cause I don't know, maybe if like I'd never seen the first Jurassic Park, I'd be like, these new ones are amazing. But having seen the first Jurassic Park, I'm like, these new ones are dog shit. I think there's certain parts of them, cause I was able to pick out some of the worst parts of the new Robocop regardless, but I didn't see it. It, it still helped from being able to pick out the parts I kind of liked. Um, I don't know. It sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. It's also like that thing of like, there's so much content to consume. Like, how do I manage the idea of keeping up with what people are talking about nowadays, and mm-hmm. go back and digest like the ten or fifteen years I really just wasn't watching movies. I mean, those years are still ongoing. That's what I mean. It's like it's a it's a, a race you can never finish. So it just comes down to like what you kind of want to do. Mm-hmm. Plus, I, always, I, I love annoying people by saying, like, oh, I haven't seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. But I have seen White Chicks. It's just like, what? Why? I don't know, because you're obstinate in that fact. Like, I'm you're like, so. I'm not, I don't know why. It's this I weird, love, like... I love shit stirring. But to... <laughs> just infuriating people. To the expense of others around you. I don't know. <laughs> it's just so weird. I don't know. But, um... I was trying to think the other day, the first rated R movie I saw, and I wasn't sure. I guarantee it's some, like, 80s action movie that, uh, and if Dad listens to this, he might remember. But th- one of those things that, like, Dad didn't give a shit. Like, yeah, go ahead, whatever. It's <laughs> it's blood and guts. It's America. <laughs> and maybe there might be some tits in it, but 
I saw a lot of those. I think the first one might have been like RoboCop as a kid on like HBO and seeing like 75% of it and finally like mom waking up from a nap or something and running in like, what the hell? Oh my God. You're like, mom, does he stop? Does he save the day? <laughs> of course he fucking does. But as a kid, thinking they were cool, but having no interest in seeing them again. Like, I haven't seen the first RoboCop in 30 years. It's definitely, like, uh, almost, like, kind of, like, a genre thing. More so, like, a lot of people I know who love RoboCop are into, like, those dark, gritty, kind of, like, future-esque sort of, uh, I don't know what you'd even call it. Post-apocalyptic? Or it's not really post-apocalyptic. A, a, dis- just, a dystopia of some sort? Or, or dystopia? What is it? Yeah. Well, dystopia would be different. I feel like, well, I guess a dystopia can just be like something like that. Just that idea of like a very... A breakdown of of, of the of morale or yeah. morals. Or like they, they'll end up being the same people with like, with like the trauma films, like yeah. a Toxic Avenger and things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I watched a couple of those. I couldn't watch any of it. They're I, not I good. watched previews and I was like, this just is revolting. Yeah, that's exactly the word. It's terrible. But I also understand it's just not the thing for me. So, I say that from a standpoint of, like, people can... That's how you're going to describe Indiana Jones? <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, it's revolting. Who would want to sit here and watch this? <laughs> Temple of Doom's a bit gross. I'll give you that. No. But <laughs> Temple of the Doom's the one where they, like, they're ripping people's Call hearts out, God. and the God. and the monkey brain soup, and the... That's another thing. Cutting a snake open to eat the babies. I was like, baby snakes can't be this good looking. This seems to be a lavish feast. I don't... There has to be, like, oxen or something. Why are we cutting open pregnant snakes? What's interesting, too, is that uh, because of the fact that those movies are so popular and easy to, to digest, so much of it I've already just picked up through cultural osmosis. Like, almost every notable scene from Indiana Jones has been parodied in something else. So I kind of have the context for those scenes already now. Like the warehouse scene at the end of the second movie. Uh, you know, like, snakes, why to be snakes, running from the boulder, doing, like, the sandbag trick. You know, the gunshot and spinning the the guy, the one Nazi who gets, yeah. like, run over by the airplane propeller. It's important to still get the whole context of it. I mean, that's how so so much of that I got from Simpsons. For things that I never saw or didn't even know were movies or TV shows at the time watching Simpsons. But, like, you know, having, a, whatever, a, when I was 33, I think I finally saw On the Waterfront. And to finally seeing the, like, I could have been a contender speech with context on what it meant. It, it, like, this scene's so much better than just some guy doing, than, like, Buster Bunny doing, like, I could have been a contender in, like, a random Looney Tunes episode. I don't think about Looney Tunes right now, though. Tiny Tunes, whatever. <laughs> Tiny Tunes is pretty I said cool. Buster Bunny, you knew who I was talking about. No, I'm just, I was, like, saying it got me, like, thinking about Tiny Tunes and Looney Tunes. Like, oh, what great Oh, shows. my God. <laughs> I could have been a contender. Oh it was like a cock. Joke. I don't know if we ever explained in the podcast. Regardless, people understand. Hopefully, and you Terry understand it. Will certainly love it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, you'll understand in thirty years when you listen to this. Um. So I watch. I've been watching a couple new shows recently. Uh, I watched all of Black Lightning because I started it, and it was something kind of easy to digest while I was watching something while I was doing something else. Uh, very meh. Uh, probably better than most of the other DC shows, just because it doesn't have to feature like a teenage love angle as much. Is that another uh, WB or whatever? Yeah, it's, it's not connected to the other ones in the same way. It seems to exist in a universe where all the other shows are actually just comic books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it still follows the same kind of formula. There's like just hilariously goofy costumes. Like there's one kid who gets crippled in like the third or episode, second episode, something like that. Supposed to be like a great track star. So like the villain like uses his chance to like, oh well, I'll turn you evil by offering to pay for bills and make you indebted to me, and then turn you into a criminal. So he like comes back like eight episodes later. With, like, these giant, shitty dreadlocks he never had before. This shitty robot spine that's clearly just, like, gray squares taped to his back over and over again. Like a scene Oh, it's the... poking out? Well, like, they show his spine at one point. Like, he lifts his shirt up. And, like, the one girl he was, like, flirting around with goes to, like, touch one of them. And, you like, they, they should have just cut away. But, like, it shows her pressing into it. You're like, why would metal bend into her, yeah. her tip like that? It's sort of just a weird visual thing like that. Um, kind of crazy all over the show, though. It's it's They set up, like... Three, Any cool bad guys? There's two villains that are kind of cool. There's, like, one who's sort of just, like... Sort of like the Avon slash, like, a stringer kind of fusion of the two of them. Lala, who's, like, a, a street-level gangster. Dies in, like, the second episode, but then comes back later and... The images of the people he's killed have come back to him on tattoos, and they call him the Tattoo Man now. Okay. And I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Then there's the White Whale, who's like sort of the main antagonist to it, just like super strong. Is that a white guy, or? He's a albino black guy. Is it a white actor? No, it's an albino black guy playing him. And, uh... But he's he's pretty racist against black people, (laughs) which is kind of interesting. Well, that's probably not a guy that's been widely accepted by yeah. black people either. Uh, I saw a family of them at Hershey Park the other day. It was like seeing like elves and fairies. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Uh, and then there's like this chick assassin they call Cyanide. Though they spell it with an S. I didn't quite get that. That seemed weird. But uh, those are like the three main antagonists. But then they kill Lala with a bomb. Like the white whale brings him in as a bomb, like makes him like a drug. After he comes bomb. back. Yeah, like, that was the reason why. It felt very much like Michael from Lost, where you're just like, why is this dude around at this point? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, he came back pretty much just to die again. Okay. Like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. And then the other two get replaced as, like, the villains of the season by some generic, like, like government agent guy called Proctor. And the season ends with them both now having obtained something. Like, they kill Proctor. Mm-hmm. And he obtained something from him, and I guess that's going to be the lead into season two. So it's a bit disappointing. But you will not be getting on that bus, I assume, I hope. It might be one of those things, just the way I did like with this season. Because you could watch something. the Indiana Jones movies instead. But I do it while I'm doing something else. And, oh, like, inevitably. I'm reading, mm-hmm. working on something on the podcast. Something like that. I don't I ever devote. I mean, throw on a documentary or something. You can, might like learn I, something from, at but least. I, but it's, when I do that, I'm not paying, like, because I did do, like, the documentaries for, like, I did, uh, Evil Geniuses, and... Did uh, you finish? Yeah. And, like, the toys that made us... I'll do documentaries sometimes, but sometimes I just have to turn on something else, because I... Like, even the end of Evil Geniuses, I probably, like, the last 20 minutes I was trying to do something else. I think it's just Evil Genius, right? Uh, it might have been. I don't know. I think, Um, I think they're just cartoonishly referring to her, maybe, because she says it at one point. Yeah. It's clearly an ironic name. But the last 20 minutes of the last episode, I was doing something else, and I'll be honest, I don't remember exactly what the one chick's testimony ended up being. What? Yeah. The prostitute during yeah. Evil Genius? because that's the thing, is, like, I just, I... That ADD, was, like, the biggest part for me. The ADD kills me. 
Like, because I'll just, I'll lose track and I'll only pop in during certain, like, moments and then phase in and out. So it's easier for the show like this where there's tons of shitty scenes that don't really go anywhere and you can just pop in when the big stuff happens and be like, oh, okay. So I try to avoid it with anything that's got, like, substantial stuff you need to pay attention to. Mm. No, the end of it, and for those of you that haven't seen Evil Genius on Netflix, highly recommend it. It's going to be a bit of a spoiler. It's about the, uh, the, uh, Theory maybe bomb. 10 years Theory ago, yeah, the bomber. pizza delivery man, 50 year old man. That was sent into a, a well, they bank. They call him Pizza Boy. They they did, and I thought he was. I was surprised <laughs> yeah, when I saw, saw the documentary. Like I was like, no, that's like a 50-year-old dude. Uh, delivering a pizza and went into a bank in Erie, Pennsylvania, with a, a bomb basically like shackled around his neck. Like a saw-esque kind of bomb. And a like note. A thing you wouldn't expect to exist in reality. A note to get money and a series of pages that were kind of a weird scavenger hunt of where he was supposed to go next. And then, uh, essentially a Derringer made into a cane. That's the weirdest part. And that's the part maybe I have the toughest time reconciling with. Because a large part of the documentary, it's, I think, three or four episodes long. It's four. not long. Four, like, 45-minute episodes. But the first episode basically covers everything with the pizza bomber himself. And then the remaining parts are kind of just closed in the various people, sort of tangentially related to the case, to try to figure out how much of their involvement was in there and everything like that. And the main question kind of becomes... Was this pizza bomber guy, like, a real victim? Or was he in on it? Like, what happened? And for the most part, I tend to agree with the idea of, like, maybe he was in on it. What did they mention at first, though, about him when they searched his house? Oh, they mentioned that he had, like, uh, they mentioned, like, not much in there except he had a handwritten list of all the prostitutes in the area. Nothing to indicate he was related to any kind of bomb, robbery, planning, or anything. Except he had a handwritten list. This is, like, 2005. A handwritten list of local Erie prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. Which, for those of you who aren't aware of Pennsylvania and Erie, uh, Erie is like the fifth largest city or something like that in Pennsylvania. I have so it's never not been there. Top notch quality prostitutes, in case you were wondering. I have never been there. It's like this was like Vegas or LA or And for the, like and, but it's five hours from us. Yeah. Northeast, straight from here. To get to basically like the upper east, uh, westernmost border of Pennsylvania, which for like the northeast is kind of a big deal. There's not that many states like that where you have to you drive five hours and you're still in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania sucks. Yeah, <laughs> we're this weird state where like you just you drive for ten hours straight. And you're like, how am I still in this state? Are you kidding me? But that's it. That's the. There's no connection to the robbery at all mentioned. And at the time, because this is the first episode they mentioned this handwritten prostitute list. It feels very shitty to, like, throw that out there, because it's already been established the guy was not living uh, La Vida Loca by oh, any no. means. Oh, no, it's shameful the way, because they describe the fact that it was, like, a neck collar bomb, like, locked in, like, again, like a saw trap. So the only way for them to get it off was to cut his head off to preserve, the like, the device so they could, you know, study it. But they also said that after the bomb went off, they had to examine the body, and they clearly stripped it of everything but, like, the underwear. So you just see basically this head, like, I don't think he's headless at the time, but this body you know they made headless very soon afterwards, laying on the ground, blown up, like, blown up face. Yeah. In his nothing but his underwear, the most unflattering position. They didn't try to hide it from cameras. Well, if you haven't seen it, it, the cops were on him immediately after he robbed the bank, made him basically sit down on the ground in front of a cop car while they waited for the eerie bomb squad, which I didn't even think was a thing. I thought I wouldn't have been surprised if they're like, we're going to have to wait for the Harrisburg bomb squad to get up here. <laughs> Five hours. Not, not even Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he just sits there, uh, you know, and they've set up a perimeter around him. He's leaning against another cop car, I believe. 
And just, you know, several minutes of him being like, I think it's going to go off. You should probably get over here. This is going to go off. Someone should help me. And then it finally beeps and it does blow up. And it's not a, I wouldn't call it necessarily gruesome because it's not an explosive scene. It's, they show you the actual explosion. Yeah. Essentially. Which is surprising. The whole time you're like, are you going to actually show this? It's not graphic enough that you really worry. Like it's, it's obviously unfortunate to look at because you're you're watching a human die. But it's not like it blows his head off. It's not that powerful of an explosion. It's yeah. more the shrapnel it creates, and that's what. I but think you can tell, like inside, on. that probably did some real damage. Oh, it, it probably yeah, because you don't really get a good look at his face when it happens. It's a shot from pretty far away, so you don't really get to see. But you get the idea; his face was probably blown to fucking back. Like, there's, yeah. there's no chance he wasn't winning any beauty contests after that. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't winning many before, but certainly not after. Fewer. Um, but. The thing that, like, because, again, the question becomes, was he or was he not involved with it? And I generally tend to think, like, based on the evidence, I think he was, but I think he he got cold feet going into it. He wasn't really, he he didn't seem like he was the brightest guy, and it seems like he was maybe starting to realize the levity of it, and that's when they kind of dropped this stuff on him. Mm -hmm. But the, the gun came, such a weird addition. Yeah. Like, that's where I really lose, like, I'm trying to figure out how that would, like, did they give that, they're like, you need a wacky, like, <laughs> Batman villain-esque weapon to go into this with. Is it genius? Though, like, let's make him look like a complete wackadoo. Like, basically give him a Riddler staff that's a gun. Well, it's weird, because, like, they, they, the, the people they keep interviewing are like, well, we're the smartest people in the room. Like, it's that Bill Sullivan or whatever guy who's just, like, the moment he meets an FBI agent, he's like, I just want to let you know. Of the two of us in the room, I'm the smartest one here. And you're like, what a weird, cocky attitude to have. Yeah. <laughs> like, constantly, that need to, like, win the battle of smartest person in the room. The two people that orchestrate it, and one of them is dead by the time they actually make the documentary. So it's all old footage. But it, it's definitely people that were probably smart, gifted kids. That just had awful upbringings and became such like twisted weirdos that like they don't understand that they're they're completely out of touch and mm. predictable and like yeah the idea of, of you going into a room with a cop and being like I'm the smartest one here like okay yeah that's gonna that's go a curious well. decision yeah like that dude's just like all right whatever <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know why they do that but anyway gotta do but the last scene one of the last scenes in it is the. It's a weird, they're, they're all convicted on this Pennsylvania law that because the pizza guy is considered an accessory to the, the crime itself, none of the ringleaders can be charged with murder. They're charged with, um, like a homicide during a bombing, homicide during like a federal offense. Yeah. And, and as such are exempt from the death penalty. So. The the guy making the documentary clearly doesn't think the pizza delivery guy was involved at all and thinks he's just a hapless victim. And the people that actually have been convicted of it insist on that because, quite frankly, they need it. Because if they acknowledge that he was an innocent victim, then the death penalty opens up for all of them. So the one testimony you get is from a prostitute that hung around with this crew before the pizza guy came by. And they're talking about the bank robbery. And basically someone's like, hey, does anyone just know a dickless loser that we can convince to that we can strap this bomb to? And she, this guy that took her grocery shopping, this dude that's been hiring her, she's like, raises her hand quietly, like, for a thousand dollars. 
Real Judas move, right? <laughs> Selling you for a handful of silver. This, like, dumpy prostitute that he took. You know what? Dumpy wasn't necessary as soon as I said it. But this prostitute that, like, he took grocery shopping and helped, like, support her. And she sold him out at the first opportunity. Well, it's weird, too, because... But then she kind of, you know, if you believe that, once again, she's just getting out of prison for, like, another drug conviction. So, you know, also not a completely reliable historian. Well, it's also, she, like, notes, like, it like it went beyond eventually just having a relationship of, like, paying for sex for money. Like, she's like, yeah, I used to, like, I took him to meet my parents a couple times. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, like, what a strange relationship that was. And like, you still sold him out. Yeah. But, like, and again, like, was it still old just for, like, a process? Like, was he still paying for sex at that point? Or were you dating? Or, or what at that point? Did you at least give him a blowjob before he went on the, the mission that ended his life? As he delivered a pizza to an abandoned radio station? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you'd agree to do that. Like, I would have just been like, good luck, call Domino's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, now, are you fucking kidding me? What's your address? I'm typing in abandoned radio station in Google, and it's not finding you. It just keeps sending me messages. It says, stop, get away. <laughs> Don't do this. You have some awful Yelp reviews. Yeah, it's it's real bad. Ask Pizza Guy who went here said he almost got killed. You know the standards are so low for an abandoned radio station. You don't have to. I mean, really, can't we all just call radio a dead art phone anyway? Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Anyway, I'll be in there in 20 minutes. Kaboosh. <laughs> <laughs> With your meat lovers. So, yeah, I saw that. Um, I also have started watching Altered Carbon, which is uh, like a sci-fi series on Netflix. It seems like it would have to be crazy expensive because it's it it feels like and looks like like a big like a an expensive like sci-fi movie. Like it's it's difficult at times for me to recognize this is anything different than like it's on Netflix. New Blade Runner series. Yeah, like, so we actually have our TV on right now, and it's going through, like, a rotation of different Netflix Yeah, shows. compared to the amount of, like, Aaron Wolf commercials I have to sit through, or what's her name? Oh, um... Fuck, the chick from the... The red-headed uh, comedian. Uh, Michelle Wolf. Yeah. That's it. Uh, it looks expensive. And at the start of it, I wasn't crazy interested, because I'm usually not into too much high sci-fi. Like, I've never watched, like, Battlefield, or... Not Battlefield, uh, the... What is it? The Galactica. Yeah, like me either. The Stargate and Galactica or Battlactica. No, no. Those fucking shows are. Um, and I was kind of like tuning in and out of this one. Especially because it starts off in a way that's very similar to what I understand is how the American version of Ghost in the Shell went. Where it was just like, they revealed that like the main white actor was an Asian person that had just got put into a new white person's body. That's like the end of the new... That's essentially like the beginning of this one. Like, well, I mean, obviously you're watching it, and it's it's obvious that she's white. So I guess yeah, you could argue that you found that out pretty early on. Well, like the start of this one is like an Asian guy, and then like you get a weird, like you can see from like the the thing when it pops up, you're like that's clearly Joel Edgerton, you know. So he's the main character. So why does it start with this Asian guy? The concept in that universe is that like it's not the dude from Suicide Bright? Squad. Maybe I'm no Joe Kinnison. Sorry, yeah. that's his name, Joe Kinnison. Um, the idea is like when you die or when a body dies, they could take your consciousness and put it into a new body, which they call sleeping. So for a rich person, they'll just constantly take their consciousness and put it into a clone of their regular body at the physical peak, of like a more perfected version of Get Out. Yeah, 
in a way. But, like, the idea they'll just keep receiving themselves in that. And if you're poor, you just get whatever fucking body you get. Like, there's, like, a shot of, like, a like a family reuniting with their daughter who got killed in, like, an accident. And she's, like, stuck in the body of, like, a 50-year-old woman now. Like, a drug addict woman. They're like, what are you doing? Our, our daughter was seven. They're like, you get what you get, shithead. You're just like... That's awful. I mean, it, you know what? If you're poor, I guess that's still surprising you get anything. I'd assume you would just die. Well, I guess it's world. because it's, it would be like a state thing where they're like your daughter. Oh, because she's so young, or or she deserves something. Like, it would yeah. be like a like a court, a youth like, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, they'd be like, well, you deserve some restitution for the fact your daughter was killed, so we'll get her a new sleeve. <laughs> you're getting whatever discount version we got. I wasn't crazy into it at first, but then there's this scene. Where he goes to, like, the hotel, which I guess is... It's, like, one of the main locations of it. It's basically where he stays from then on. It's a thing called, like, an AI hotel. And they worry... They, like, some character tries to warn him before. They're like, AIs are basically, like, stalkers. Like, once you go in there, they're never going to want to let you leave. He goes in there, and there's, like, this dude who looks like uh, Paul Tompkins in a way. <laughs> like, with this, like, goofy mustache. It's just oh, Paul just, F. Tompkins. Yeah, Paul F. Tompkins. It just has, like... This long, like, he's, like, an uptight British version of himself, and these, these dudes come in to just, just, like, try to destroy him, and eventually, like, the, the, uh, what would you call it, the, like, a guy at the front desk at a hotel. A maitre d', or? Clerk, I guess. Concierge? No, uh, concierge. Whatever, that kind of character, the guy, the Paul Tompkins ones, just, like, are you staying here? He's just like, yes. He's like, well, then I'll have to get rid of these guys. And he just, like, flicks a button, and these machine guns just drop out of the ceiling and just rip, like, a like an army of mafia men to shreds. It's so crazy. Huh. It's It, it was what it was the scene that immediately got me into the show, then. Because I was like, all right, I'm pretty into this at this point. This, like, super hotel that just keeps people out. Um, I'm only about halfway through it right now, so I can't say whether or not it ends great, but... uh. I'm pretty impressed with it. Again, it looks crazy, like, expensive. Like, it doesn't really it's look... weird. It doesn't feel like they're promoting it. Maybe because I don't watch any kind of sci-fi stuff on my Netflix account. It never... There's so much. But you... St- how much... I don't watch Adam Sandler bullshit either, but every time an Adam Sandler movie comes out, it's all... I, it's just like, hey, you turned on Netflix for two seconds. We're just going to start this Adam Sandler yeah. movie. They're just like... <laughs> <laughs> you probably want to watch us. Why are we, why are we really like, playing around with it? Like, whatever, like his class, I've never watched Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore on here. I don't know why you'd think. I'm not into it with his renaissance or whatever. <laughs> why do you life. think I'd give a shit about his later years? Yeah, there's uh, the image for it, which is not a great shot of it, because it's definitely not that bright of a show. <laughs> it all takes place in like a dirty city. He was better than I expected in uh, House of Cards. He was He's in the really he was in the last season as the Republican nominee as like a guy that graduated law school on nine eleven and then just immediately went into the army and made a career of that and became a politician. He's pretty good in that. Um, it's weird he gets he loses the primary between episodes. So you don't see him lose the primary, and then all of a sudden he's just like a complete mess and is barely hanging on. So they kind of got rid of him in a shitty way, but yeah. When, but he, I guess the idea is he's supposed to be like forty, so he could still come yeah, back. back. But and do it next time. I mean, the fact that they're still trudging through with the last season of that. Oh, is that, oh shocking. they are still doing yeah. the last season. Is that it's supposed to come out at the end of the year. Did you get through Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah, I liked it. Um, I, liked it. I, I thought it was pretty. Small. I would have preferred just a whole season. I don't yeah. know the splitting up. Is it because anyone's too busy to do it now, or? 
Maybe their plan is to try to film the movie around the same time as the other part of the season, but they wanted to, like, make sure something was out there first, so they didn't go, like, two years without a show, and people were like, what happened to Kimmy Schmidt, or something like that. So then after they drop the fifth season, the, like, the last part of, or last part of the fourth season, rather, they can be like, alright, movie's coming out in a couple months, or whatever. Yeah. Because I assume the movie will come out on Netflix, I assume they're not trying to put it as, like, a, the- a theatrical release. It's still fun. I mean, it, it's still a great show. It, you know, it's still got the same problems. I don't give a shit about Lillian. I definitely could not Thankfully, care less. She doesn't they got rid of all the red skin stuff at least this time. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. You don't have to deal as much with that. Um, still just good tie to scenes. Uh, the entire episode basically devoted to John Hamm's characters. It's great. It's amazing. John Hamm, it's so. You hate him. You want to hate him so much because, like, you shouldn't be this good looking and this great of an actor and still be this fucking way funnier than me. Way funnier than me. <laughs> the sort of thing is how like he gets older and gets better too. Like the fact he's in tag with a bunch of guys who all look like they're in their like early thirties as he's like what pushing fifty and they're just no. like, no, we're all the same group of friends. We all graduate high school together. You're just like really with Hannibal Burris. Yeah. You guys were just yeah, like, that, and, and you're like, who gives a shit? Yeah, That's fuck like, it. This is amazing. I don't care. Um, and so it's so weird because he never gets scenes in Unbreakable with uh Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, I mean, not since I think the first season, basically. Yeah, and you know their backstory, right? Who him and uh, John Hamm and what's her name? Ellie Camper. Ellie Camper. Yeah. No. Oh, uh, he like after he graduated college he went back to like his high school in kansas and taught like drama and she was a high school student then so he'd been her teacher for a little bit and they they'd gotten like formed a bond so it was like crazy that like years later they got to actually kind of like work together together. yeah that is pretty cool then and even back then he's like yeah the only casting calls i got was to you know when i was 20 was to play some like 16 year old's dad Really? Did he always look like he was just like... He, always, like he just dad? always looked more mature, I guess. He just, But he has like that 50s dad face. Yeah, that, like, like, it's per- like he was perfect for Don Draper. And you're just yeah. like, I assume this guy was pl- like a time machine plucked him out of the 50s or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that is kind of a cool piece, but I wonder if he's doing... Like, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten any like major show since. Just got divorced after like 20 years of marriage or oh, something. In the last few years, yeah, and he had like a relapse during Mad Men. Oh, that, that, he's always sounded like one of the best guys out there. Like, yeah, I mean, even still, that after all that, no one's ever come out and been like, "John Hamm was a piece of shit to me." Somewhere, Kevin Smith had like a great story where he was like, he saw him like at a, a, a hockey game and was like trying to like work up the nerve to say something. Then John Hamm came up to him. He's like, "Kevin Smith, love your stuff. I think you're great." Like, yeah. just, like, came up to him and was doing it. He was just like, oh, my God, really? Dude, you have no reason to be saying this to me. I should be the one blowing you for everything. Yeah. And I like to think I could stand outside myself to, like, you know, whatever. If I just happen to run into a celebrity that I wouldn't go, like, gaga over. I'd start blowing him. Like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I could meet Screech and not go crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mario Lopez! Mario! Mario! Like, shaking your dude tits at him. Mario! <laughs> but there's a few guys, Liam Neeson's on there, and I'd say John Hamm's on there, and probably Bill Murray. There's, like, a hand, like a few select people that I would be, like, you've fucking just defined roles so much for me that I would be blown away if I ever, like, I probably would be starstruck and wouldn't even know how to react. Conan O'Brien would probably be one of those for me where, like, yeah, I just wouldn't know how to... And I'm never going to say something that's going to make you laugh. I guarantee it. Yeah. I'm never going to be witty enough for Conan <laughs> O'Brien. 
Because let's just say, we met uh, Big J and Lewis. There was no real nerd. Like, and we met Big Brian, J. Brian Johnson. Waiting outside. Not a big line to meet Big J. No, yeah. Which is strange. Knowing now, I feel like there'd be a bigger one. But it also wasn't a show. But even though there wasn't a big line, like, as far as what I think of you, there should be, I should have waited in, like, an hour-long line <laughs> yeah. to meet you. Cause... Um, but I'm trying to think, like, and I also tried to meet Q from Practical Jokers, but he wasn't really doing meet and greets. He was just on stage, so. But, like, I'm trying to think who would be, like, the closest love I could reach that might be like that. Mark Hamill? No, I don't think Mark Hamill would do it for me that much. Okay. I mean, I love Mark Hamill, but I don't know if he'd, like, hit me in a way where I'd just be like, <gasps> um, Dan Castellaneta? You know what? I don't think I'd even know his face if I saw it. He but if you were in line... And he was doing the voice... See, I'd like to say that, but then I was like, I loved, like, fucking Angry Beavers as a kid, and the Power you, what, What's your favorite? And I didn't get the slightest what fuck if, that both of the Blue no. Power Ranger and Dagon are at that same convention with next to no lines. I was on acid. It was my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, but what if, if Dan Castel Is it Castellanetta? Castellanetta. What if he was sitting there just locked in his chamber with your favorite Homer line? I don't know what your favorite Homer line is, I mean, but... there's a lot, but... <laughs> You mean locked? In I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Wait, mean he? As soon as you stepped up to him, oh, that's the that. first thing that came out of his mouth. Like that'd be weird, almost. That I'll almost take the basement. Like Woohoo! That almost feels. That almost feels like I'm walking in like it is an animatronic version of him or something like that. Because I feel like most of them. No, it's the opposite. It's a very frail version of that guy you now get to see in front of you. Well, that's what I mean. Like I feel like that guy would want to introduce himself that way. He's not dressed as Homer Simpson. You really. But like most, no. But I mean, like most actors, like voice actors, don't really love to just like be like a. No, but this is Christopher Day, and he's gonna hit you with it. I feel like Christopher Day can maybe go up the food chain a little bit higher than that. You're like, why was I waiting in line on Christopher Day? <laughs> Were there that many other Christophers in line? What's your name, Brian? What the fuck? This is nonsense. Yeah. On Christopher Day? You cutting Christopher Walken in line was <laughs> disgraceful. I don't a, even know who this is. Oh, I just wanted to meet Oma Simpson. I just wanted to meet Nancy Cartwright. <laughs> Nancy? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, it'd probably be cool. I just don't think I'd be like, I, I don't think I'd be speechless. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be nervous, but I'm nervous in most social situations. So, I'm sure. I, there are a couple people out there, like, again, I think, like, Liam Neeson and, like, Conan O'Brien would be, like, the biggest ones where I'd probably be like, I don't even know if I should say anything. Bill Murray? <laughs> I love Bill Murray, but I, I relate Bill Murray to Dad so much. That Chris Evans. Chris Evans would be pretty tough. Yeah. Chris Evans. That would almost be like, what are you doing here? Like, I'll get you out of here. <laughs> Why would he need you? <laughs> uh, this is my moment. What version of you does Chris Evans need to get out of a building? So they just, uh, at E3, they just... Oh, there's a mountain of cheesecake in front of me. Someone's going to have to eat it to get <laughs> out. Oh, that's right. They could have told me it's a mountain of poop. I'd be like, I'll eat it to get out of your way. <laughs> There might be a quarter at the bottom. They just Who cares? <laughs> at E3, they announced the, a video game called Jump Force, which is all the characters from, like, the manga I read. And for some reason, they're uniting in, like, America and something to fight, like, villains. 
And I'm so excited. I was like, but they're in America now. It means I could show up. <laughs> like, that's my that's my reality I'm creating. It's just I mean, like, you could build your own character, I guess. I don't know if that's in there. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just saying, like, I could show up next to Luffy and all my favorite Shonen Jump heroes. That's my mind with, like, Captain and like Chris Evans. I'm like, maybe he is Captain America, and I can help him. <laughs> just like he's helped me through three movies. And then two Avengers. He wasn't really in the last Avengers that much, you know. But still, he had that it was enough. Scene. It he almost, had that great scene in the train. Station. It almost got you. <laughs> oh man, yeah, okay, kind of scam close. Um, do you have any real desire on seeing uh, Incredibles? Uh, no, I'm fine with making that uh, like a red box thing. I'm sure it's good. Um, I've heard apparently it's been getting great reviews. I mean the. First Incredibles is what, like 2001 or 2002? It's crazy. How, like I, I, Early I, 2000s. They did like an honest trailers on it recently. It was the first time I think I had seen like screenshots of the movie that wasn't just the Samuel Jackson. Like, where is my super suit thing since the movie actually I don't remember out. him at all in the first one. Frozone? He's, he's in like three scenes. He's not yeah. like that major of a character in it. He's like just a, like a side tertiary joke character almost. But, like, it was my first time seeing it. I was like, I forgot what the animation even looked like back then. And how dark of a movie that was. Yeah. Like, I forgot that there's, like, a like a long scene where Mr. Incredible threatens to, like, kill a woman. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking it was, it was fine, but once again, I don't, I didn't, it wasn't aimed at me in it. I, it also wasn't that emotional of a movie. Like, maybe they're going too far on making the new ones. I haven't seen Coco yet. That's on my list, but. I, I mean, I love. I liked Event or uh, Incredibles, but it wasn't. I, I enjoyed it as well. I didn't. It, it was like. I and when you think Pixar like you're movies. making new cars and new airplanes, why are you well, not Pixar making? Pixar is the thing where I'm just like, I feel like most of these movies don't need sequels. Like Toy Story two, I always thought was the shit, but Toy Story three was fine. I'm glad like that completed it. Oh, I like Toy Story three way more. But well, that's why I mean is like Toy Story three, it was worth it. But Toy Story two, but I Toy Story one even hangs on itself. That's what I mean. Like Toy yeah. Story one didn't end with like a thing like I need a sequel. I was like, no, this is fine. And then you got like movie after movie that was like, yeah, this is really good. Stands on its own. Like if you told me they were making a sequel to Inside Out, I'd be like, why? What? What's yeah. possibly to tell? If you saw it like a, oh, like her going through like teenage years, that's a sequel to Coco. I'd be like, don't even bother. Why? There's no reason for any of this. And that's what I've always kind of liked is that. Generally, their movies kind of exist. I would have liked to have gotten one to Bugs Life. Maybe that's another. That's when I haven't seen since I was a kid, so I mm-hmm. really can't say the quality of that movie. But like, that's my general idea. Is like Monsters Inc. I was I never asked for a sequel to that and didn't see the new one. It was okay. So, like, it's just a thing. Of, like, got another a, small Steve Buscemi appearance. <laughs> I'll take them where I can get them. But that's the thing of just like. They're okay. Seven-time Emmy Award nominee, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Don't like it or need it. Uh, and that's where I kind of... And they were all to... those fucking John Hamm, Brian Cranston years where he couldn't win. Uh, but that's where I'm like just kind of sitting with the, the Incredibles 2 where you're like, yeah, it's like, I'm sure it'll be good. I just don't, I can't work up excitement to see it because I had no... I had no desire or expectation to have seen it. Like, yeah. I, was, I, I never said, like, can't wait for an Incredibles 2. It's sort of just like, Incredibles 1 was really good. Let's do something else. That's what Pixar is really good at. It's not like the Marvel movies where I'm just like, at the end, they're always like, you know, Mr. Incredible, yeah. Incredibles will return. I was just like, yeah, whatever, we'll see. And as someone that still, like, plans to have kids at some point, it's like, you know what, why don't I save those for down the road? Yeah. Although we just did uh, what they call the Summer Movie Express at our theater it's like something they're doing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays we get to see like a movie for a dollar at 10 in the morning so a lot of people bring kids in but they're all old movies so we just had 
like the two options were Despicable Me or the fifth Ice Age. I was like, they made five yeah. Ice Ages? Yeah, the last one was terrible. I think that was the one with Peter Dinklage. Oh, trust me. I know it's terrible because that enormous... Did it have a gorilla on a boat as like a pirate captain as the bad guy? I didn't watch it. The reason I know it's bad though is because that enormous douchebag wiener employee just sat behind me for an hour. He must be autistic because he cannot pick up on any social like cues. So he's just sitting behind me. He's like, I can't believe they made a fifth Ice Age. It's so terrible. I'm like, mm-hmm. As I clearly walk away from him and begin to clean something on the opposite side of like the movie theater. And I could just hear him still talking to me from like 30 feet away. He's like, it would just be like, why would you make it? No one asked for a new fifth Ice Age. Nobody. I mean, Diego already has a girlfriend. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, he, like, he might as well have picked up a speaker and just like, like grab the intercom and just start talking over that. I'm just like, I can't like state any more visually without slapping you in the face. I mean, it's got Wanda Sykes. It's Sid, it's Sid's sloth aunt. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I can't begin to tell you yeah. how little I care. How are it still happening? Did you see any of the, the previews or stuff coming up later? The, like the Bumblebee movie? No, related to like, the Jerry like, Seinfeld one, or? No, Bumblebee is in the, the Bumblebee Oh, no, yeah, I saw, I don't give a shit. Fuck Star Wars, or fuck Transformers. Like, you never again. Never again, are never you? Never again, okay. There's also the Lego Movie 2, which I didn't realize they were doing. With uh, the one chick from Brooklyn Nine-Nine that's a bad guy. Um, I don't know. It's I like the Lego Movie. I like Lego Batman, so I can see it. But um, I don't get it. I have no interest in seeing whatever, like, the the samurai one oh, that Ninjago they did. Or yeah. yeah, it's a property I know nothing about. So I went to the dentist recently okay. to get, um, kind of get like the tests and so that they can create the mold for Invisalign because, uh, it was for years, our doctor, our, my dentist, Lupinetti has been like getting kind of a crowding issue down here at the bottom. <laughs> and there was at least like one or two times I was like, crowded like a party? <laughs> it's like, no, not like a party. <laughs> Crowded like your freak teeth are getting stronger. Yeah, and at some point denser dentures will show up, and those will be like the cops that tell you the party's over. <laughs> but uh, so finally went in, and we <clears throat> famously, I think you have better teeth than I or Terry. Yeah, I got mom's teeth. Yeah, my teeth are not good, and I, I guarantee it was just uh, some conversation between the dentist and our dad when I was like ten. And our dad saying, like, does he 100% absolutely need braces? And the dentist going, like, well, I guess well, no. And there was, <laughs> was a big dad-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> with you held behind him. <laughs> it started off with, like, in my opinion, <laughs> there was still no. a hole in the wall. And the next time I went to a dentist, I was like, oh, so we're going to do the braces today? He's like... Well, your dad said I could suck the money out of his cold, dead ass. So, no, just the cleaning today. <laughs> so I finally went and got it and uh, got some... I don't know if she's a dentist or a dental assistant, whatever. But she did the procedure. And it was very, like, casual fun. Cute chick. It was a lot of, like, kind of joking around and her, like, slapping me on the shoulder. So she's... Uh, I said... Uh, she's like, so here's the email address for the dentist office if you have any questions. I was like, okay, so if I have questions about the 
the procedure, I can ask you. She's like, actually, no, here's my, like, personal email address. Okay. And I was like, well, you know, that's, I could be misreading. Maybe that's just, it was, the email address was literally just her first and last name with, like, a dot in between. So it's like, this could still just be for work. So I racked my brain for a couple of days, like, what would be the appropriate, like, professional email and still somewhat flirty? (laughs) Hey, do I need braces? By the way, here's my cock. First of all, and I looked it up. You can give me your feedback. Because I had her full name, so I looked her up on Facebook. She had, like, a slightly blocked, like, you could see a few photos. There were guys in the photos, but none since, like, 2015. Okay. So I was like, and so, and like three or four single photos after that. So it's kind of hard to gauge. It's like, I'm guessing she's single at that point. I mean, did you see a ring on her finger when you were at the... No, but if I'm a dentist, maybe I don't wear a ring, a ring on my finger too. True. I mean, did she actually go inside your mouth? Uh, yeah, because okay. she gave it a cleaning then, beforehand. Yeah, she would have to have it often. So I go, uh... Hi, Carrie. Thanks again for taking the time to explain the Invisalign procedure on Wednesday. You were insanely informative, but I, I did think of a few other questions. Insanely informative? Yeah. <laughs> this is 100 like a 96. You were insanely informative. You were, oh, my God. You were radical. You were wildly you were informative. You like, went up to my teeth, and you were like, talk to the hand. Snip, snap. I'm like, I'm in curlers on my bed, like, rocking my feet back and forth, talking into a princess phone. <laughs> this is 100% sober, by the way. And like, and like two days later. Yeah. Okay. Is there? But I have a few other questions. Is there anything I can't eat, or maybe really shouldn't be eating with the Invisalign? I've heard it can affect the way you talk. Is that accurate? This is a weird question, so I apologize in advance. Can someone else feel the Invisalign when they kiss you? (laughs) Thanks again for all your time, (laughs) and hopefully. And hopefully the last question doesn't result in weirdo being written in big red letters on my file. It's too much, right? It was that's way too yeah, much. I know. First and foremost, was it a question you were curious on? No, <laughs> that was like none of those answer. questions were ones I was curious oh, on. All of those things like, I could have easily Googled and found so out. You were just looking to try to get like a, to see if any kind like throwing a beacon out there, but it was so too like, much. All right, oh, before we even get to that. In ideal Mikey land, what's the response you were hoping for for that? Of those, like... 72 ha-has in a row. <laughs> You've just skyrocketed over George Carlin and Richard Pryor and Greg Fitzsimmons on my greatest comedian list. Like, she had, like, a third that's like, oh, that's not well-known. Good yeah. for, Like, this girl knows comedy and knows I'm the best. <laughs> Still knows I'm amazing. Yeah. But then afterwards, you assume we were like, also, I'm super single, and I'll let you know when I'm making out into Brown Town or whatever. Oh, yeah, about. sort of. Well, yeah. I mean, that would have been the great, if there was a compliment at the end, like, mm, I bet you don't have any problems getting kisses. 18 <laughs> winky faces. She just keeps putting pictures of mouths with eggplants. Oh, just her sending, like, a picture of her tits is, like, the, the, the response. Boom. Got it. Okay, so now that we know what Mikey was hoping for, uh, did you get a response? Yeah, it's not that interesting. It it was a very friendly kind of, you know, a little bit jokey, but not flirty at all. Okay. Did she respond to that specific last question? Uh, Yeah, I guess I can look that up. Once again, not that interesting, just very... Oh, let's see it. 
Because this might end up being just like a... Uh, I would guess that kissing wouldn't be an issue. The aligners fit snugly and are formed to your teeth. I can't imagine they would be noticed. She's like... No judgment here. Ask away. I can't imagine a freak like you would have to worry about getting many kisses, but I suppose if you're making out with your dog like you must have to... I don't know. The dog might not care. Do you just kiss trunks like Cephalopagus, sir? She's like, don't worry, I don't think you have to worry about Bosco or any of the other guys at the Russian bathhouse <laughs> caring all that much about your Invisaligns, you giant-nosed freak. How do the girls kiss you while Galactus is feeding <laughs> upon your nose? I'm not sure how that would work. No, she wrote, no judgment here, ask away. So That means she wants the dick, so I'm yeah, just going to okay. send a quick... <laughs> I'm just going to snap a quick one right, right around the corner. Here's my vertical measurements. Man, this, there's times where I always wonder, I'm like, you know, I never really got, like, I certainly never got that, never being around, but I never got, like, that older brother to younger brother, like, hey, let me talk to you about girls. I don't. I didn't either. <laughs> and I'm thinking that I'm now realizing why, like, oh, there's just no game that runs in this family. No, but there is, but you have to learn from me, and then Alex has to learn from you, because uh, that's all we got. <laughs> well, all of our bets are on Alex? I watched. I mean, kid. all your bets are on me through trial I, and error. I That's watched, what your bets are. I watched that kid sit on a couch for three hours, his shirt riding higher and higher up his body. But that basically had a giant cotton neck. That is your fault. You getting laid is my fault. Him not getting laid is your fault. <laughs> I can't be made responsible for Alex not giving a fuck about anything. Look, I don't know. This is like a one-legged guy teaching you how to dance. That's all I know how to do. All right. No one told me. No one showed me anything. I'll tell you this. I was raised right, by women. All right, Alex, if you're listening now, first step, start getting shirts and wear them all the way down your body. You don't need to let them start riding up so much. Second, it's 4 p.m. <clears throat> you could probably wake up now. I don't know if you need another nap. You just went to bed the entire night. But I'll probably end it on this email, because I don't, if I get the, uh, I'm getting the Invisalign, I don't know, she might be like the regular person I see, so it's not like, at you this really person, don't work, really I don't want to ask her out and have it be weird. <laughs> I mean, you could also just say some, like, you know, just like when you're going to meet her, if there's, like, any time where there's a table talk, just be like, so, did you do anything cool on the weekend or anything like that? Like, generally speaking. People, Dreaming about your sweet cock. I mean, yeah, that's, again, we're in Mikey Land. <laughs> where she's just like, <laughs> You're like, I didn't really make a Oh, joke. my God. It must have been the way I said Move over, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> she just rips off her pants, <laughs> rivaciously trying to do your cock to start blowing you. You're just like. Eh, pretty funny. <laughs> so yeah, we'll would... put the braces in when you're done blowing yourself. <laughs> Honestly, it's the sort of tips I learned just from watching Sean when I like had like times of like like where he was around. I'd be like, oh, this is a guy who knows how to do it. And it's just like just ask him about like your weekend stuff like that. Usually pretty good. If you're trying to like fish to see if she does have like a boyfriend or a husband or anything like that. Yeah, but I had none of that. And it's been a whole life of like playing, like in college, I felt like I was playing high school rules. And then since then, I've been trying to play like college rules. It's rough. It, you know, like my last three girlfriends I met online. So you didn't have to do like that chat up in a random space. I mean, you don't even have to, like, open when's the last time you asked a girl out in person? Probably not since like high school. Really? Yeah, in person, yeah. It's been 10 years. Yeah, I, here's the thing. Um, both of, like, the, you know, ex the exceptionally long relationships I've had have been the female coming after me. 
Yeah, but you can't expect that's like, that's like I mean, like I I recognize that, but that, that I don't have. The, you, but you can't expect that to work se- long term. Yeah, well, you've seen my ability to like talk to women before, like when I went to one, send that one email, and I was like going to open it up like "Good evening," shit like that. Yeah, like, it's never been my forte to work in that. So, I mean, but you I'm, have to. I, I'm better at talking to women and things like that. But yeah, like it's it's never been like that forte. So you're I, even further behind me. How far behind is Alex? God damn it. I don't it. think he knows what women are. <laughs> he just sees them. <laughs> They're just dancing. Hey, things that fill up toppings and <laughs> purple toad or whatever. <laughs> Sweet frog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's a bucket full of wisdom, that kid. Um, I, I think it would just be like, just broach the topic. Just, yeah, just be like, don't even think of it as like a like I'm trying to fish for whatever you are. Just be like, oh, I'm also just making small talk too. Sure. You realize I'm not asking you for advice. I'm not going down this like poop ladder of of guys that don't know how to ask out women. <laughs> hey, what's going on down there? Felt on college first trying to help some fatherly advice. Whatever. Are you asking Alex for dating tips? Is that what's going on? No, we all know that's a lost cause. Uh, did you see the um, the guy in the UFC fight that knocked himself out? Oh yeah, using like some giant crazy like WWE the suplex. suplex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't that amazing? Yeah, I, I don't even understand what that move was trying to go for. It, it's like the what was his name, PD Gunn, who did like the Canadian Destroyer, and you're yeah. like every time you watch, like I can't tell if he hit it or if it was reversed three times. Yeah, where you needed two guys to like push your arms forward to get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. It was like five flips in the air, and you couldn't tell what happened by the end of it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask, have you heard anything about the uh, the Seventy Sixers GM Brian Colangelo? No, I follow next to them. With so, okay, so supposedly this is just like uh, erupted kind of in the last month. You know, even when the uh, after the Seventy Sixers were out, okay, um, that he potentially had fake Twitter accounts that he would use to shit on players, some Seventy Sixers, and. The, like, the first red flag came up when he mentioned something that happened at, like, a closed practice that only, like, a handful of people would have known about. Uh-huh. And then, w- this is from, like, five different Twitter accounts. And then, I guess it's a retrieval code or some- something that shows, like, the last two digits of your phone number uh-huh. that you have access to your Twitter account. And they should kind of, they were the same as his wives. So then, all of a sudden, there were a bunch of red flags and people started looking into it. And it was shitting on players... For the most part, outside players, but once again, occasionally 76ers players. And one account that seemed to be set up solely to defend Brian Colangelo. So someone would be like, Brian Colangelo is an ass clown. And he'd be like, not true. Brian Colangelo is a class act all the way. And uh, he just got fired. (laughs) He hasn't been convicted of it. But is it not the funniest thing ever that you had a series of fake Twitter accounts for shitting on players, some of them your own. And then also had a, an additional Twitter account for defending yourself under the, the guise that you were a class act. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is no, that's not surprising because I know somebody who's done that exact same sort of thing. Mm. I don't want to, I don't want to dig into the specifics of who it is or anything like that because I'm not in the uh, business of making online drama. Airing your dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah. But someone I know who is like the guy the in the glasses, the okay, of, yeah, the head of a company, yeah, that guy with the glasses, that's his actual name now. Uh, the head of a company I know clearly created fake accounts to go after people 
under the guise of like, you betrayed the company. And you're just like, oh, this is the worst look. One like, of the saddest things. The, one of the worst, where you're like, first and foremost, you're, you're, like, you have a fragile enough ego that you've gone to this level to defend yourself. You can't just, like, let it go. But that you'll do it anonymously. Yeah. Under the guise of somebody else. The most classless thing you could possibly do. It's like, it, it, it's up to it. Like, the least classy way to approach it. Like, and, and like, to go after somebody, you're like, this is not a threat to you. Like, just don't give a fuck. Like, I don't understand. I, I, maybe it's because I have so little like of myself. Like, I hate myself in so many ways that I can't imagine going out of my way to, like, do something on this level. Like, having that much pride, I'm like, no, have no love for yourself. That's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. But having so much, like, I better create fake Twitter accounts to go after people that, yeah. that, that have been mean to me in the past. To, to st- anonymously <laughs> shit on them. Just like, oh, why? It's so bad if you get caught. The 1% chance you get caught, you look like the biggest fool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's, you look like a complete asshole at that point. It, it's, and 1% is probably being kind. I bet it's a lot easier to catch people on that. It's becoming easier, especially if you, because definitely timing can easily make it. Like, that was the situation with this, where everybody's like, this is an account that was created right as this shit happened, mm. and immediately went after all the people. Like, so unless they were following all actively all these people, it's like, no, this was someone who clearly was watching before, got annoyed with the situation, decided to put it into the, like, take it into their own hands and start doing it. Ugh. And you're just like, yeah, this is not a great look. But yeah, you can generally figure these things out. Um, it's a bit different when you get like those sort of situations when it's like a, like a giant figure or something like that and then like you have like a Twitter team with it like there's always been like that joke of uh, like the, the Paul Ryan thing where uh, or not Paul Ryan was it him? No it was Ted Cruz where like the Ted Cruz Twitter account like like a porn star's yeah. photo and you're like oh Ted Cruz but then you're like he probably has somebody else who Definitely at some point in time. Probably some college out. intern. Yeah. And I definitely have had times where I've been like scrolling through Twitter late at night and I've accidentally hit like a heart favorite on something like that. Even if I don't like it, like I just accidentally hit something like that. So it's hard to like get on that one. But there's certainly times where you can dissect someone's Twitter action. You're just like, no, this is just pure desperation. I love the argument is class act. That would be when someone oh, calls yeah, he's me. He's a hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He he, he he lets bygones be bygones. <laughs> yeah. Higher Road Colossimo. That's yeah. what they call him. <laughs> the, the Colossus of the High Roads. That's what I like to call him. It's amazing. I I, I find that so funny. Yeah, oh, it, it's it's disgraceful. And a Philly, too. <laughs> well, that's where it makes sense. That it sounds like Philly garbage. So I've got uh, a submission for worst cover ever. Okay. Um, look it up actually, or do you want to pause yeah, it? Controller right there. You can look it up. What's what's the cover for? It is "Take Me Home, Country Road," okay. which obviously has been very much on the forefront of our minds. So you're like, who's done great covers of "Take Me Home, Country Road"? Is it not called? many? Is the song called? I thought that it was "Take Me Home" or "Country Road." Is "Take it? Me Home, Country Road." So I think it's like the the full name of the song. Oh wait, that wasn't it. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, scroll down. There you go. See, I'm teaching you things all the time. Which, uh, once again, not a song I remember loving 
But now that I've heard it and seen it with like the and all the news you've gotten from what Fallout seventy six is gonna be, uh. it's just like this is phenomenal. Alright, I think this is on mute. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, it looks like a picture of Yokozuna before they put him in. It's not a flattering shot behind him to no. start with. Well, it's what's his name? Somewhere over the rainbow is what it starts like. Yeah. <laughs> Was he saying instead of Virginia? Some Hawaiian thing. Okay. I thought it was a weird way of saying Virginia. No, I don't hate it. <laughs> really? I don't hate it. Get out of your mind. I mean, it's goofy, but like... I assume it's just a different genre in general. It's just strange, because I think Country Road, I definitely think of like some kind of southern twang, which is almost like the opinion of the opposite of. Maybe you haven't given it enough time. Maybe it gets worse. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I wouldn't listen to it, but it's certainly not... Like, look, if you look, they pulled up, like, Limp Biscuit to Take Me Home Country Road, I'd probably lose my mind. In a good way? Lose your mind? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certain. Oh, Ripping your top off. Oh, look at Limp Biscuit doing my favorites. I, I would put this as maybe one of the worst cover songs I've ever heard. It's a weird one, but, it, like, see, the thing, like, the ones that are harder for me, or the ones I hit on more are the ones like um, where it's clearly like an artist just doing something like a popular artist too like I've never heard of this guy before is this guy did Somewhere Over the Rainbow is it? yeah it's the same what are you t- it was a video footage of a giant Samoan guy who else is that? I don't know who did Somewhere Over the Rainbow All I know you didn't know that was a giant Samoan dude? no oh it's like that's a, not it's a it was a 500 pound Samoan I guy I assume that was like some, that's been dead for 15 years I assumed it was just one of those songs that like existed forever. oh really? yeah I assumed it was like almost because like that's one of those songs that like crushes me Oh, I hate the song. I yeah. can't listen to it anymore after Mom used to have that old birthday. I thought you actually knew who did it. No. I, oh, again, well, that's I thought, who did it. I thought it was one of those songs that were just like, you know, like a, like a happy birthday, where it just always kind of existed. Oh, it's an older song than his cover, definitely. But oh, that's okay. the guy who did it was a 400-pound Samoan. Oh, the one, specifically the one that was at Mom's birthday? <clears> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Somewhere over the And just like the fact that this 500-pound guy was hitting this high note. I mean, it's pretty impressive to think about that yeah. way. Well, he died at 32, so it was a good life. <laughs> he lived a good one. <laughs> he fell over dead from a quintuple bypass. No, I'd say the worst cover I've heard recently was Bad Wolf's cover of uh, 
zombie. Oh, there's no way that's worse than there's no way that's worse than there's no way that's worse than Disturbed Sound of Silence. No, Disturbed Sound of Silence is ridiculous. It, it is one of those songs where you're like, I just this is such a weird decision all the way through. And you're like, I, I was never that huge a Disturbed fan, but like. When are you guys going to do a new fucking song? You, you haven't had, like, a new song be a hit in 20 fucking years, and you're just going to keep butchering classics? I mean, you say that as a Land of Confusion. Land of Confusion is not bad. <laughs> it's amazing. I, it's I honestly, I'm a huge Phil Collins Amazing. I like strong... it better than the Genesis version. Why don't you just get the fuck out of my house? It's <laughs> <laughs> an amazing song, Land of Confusion. It's good. I, it's a great, I think it's a great for that, that genre. The Disturbed version? Yeah. Hmm. We're going to have to agree to disagree. It was a good podcast. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> this last episode of Super Larry's Brothers Show. Everybody. I hope you enjoyed it, but this there's no way to get around this. <laughs> Anything you want to throw out there at the end? Uh, for a new podcast partner. Has to have good taste in music. Two things I wanted to show you. Okay. One is I was at a baby shower last weekend. First one I've ever been to. My friends have been pretty wise about not inviting me to those because it, it's not, you know, something that a generally single guy wants to go. It's not something a guy wants to go to, period. Usually, like, even if you're in a relationship, it's just if she's a close friend to the, the mother-to-be. So, it, it, a thing I don't, haven't been invited to, I thought it was weird, I finally did get an invite to, and they have a thing where it's a lot of it's extraordinarily girly and it's a lot of hey here's like diapers why don't you sign them put like a weird note because they're going to be using so many diapers that first year and they might like to see like you know like a funny message on one yeah like front back oh it'd be great you just put one that's just like (laughs) tasty inside (laughs) oh that would be like what that would be fucking sweet i wish i had (laughs) this was the one i put Brownie delivery service. This was handed out by like a five-year-old kid that's like, would you sign these, please? Because I was trying to get out of it. Your mom's laugh and your dad's. Oh, start over. Sorry, I was talking. I hope you get your mom's laugh and your dad's dance moves. I hope you know the truth about nine eleven. I hope you become a wonderful young lady, and I hope you'll never forget what really happened on nine eleven. That's pretty good, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah, it's like a Mad Libs thing where it's like, I hope you got, I hope you got your mama's blank. And your dad's blank. And then that's like, I'm going to double down on this 9-11 reference. <laughs> That'd be great is when you sign it. And then it. I signed it with my friend's name. <laughs> yeah, you did sign it with Red's name, which is a good one. I would have signed, like, I'd put a note at the bottom, too, that said Bush did 9-11 or something like that. Your dad was behind 9-11. Don't trust him. <laughs> Never trust your dad. While I'm smoking a cigarette, <laughs> don't trust him. And then, so are they going to invite you back for the next one, then? I should be Godfather. Oh wow! No, I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't. I don't know. Godfather is a like a different thing too. Like from when we were kids, that was supposed to mean like you would step in if something happened and that's take still, care. Of I it. think a part. Of, I don't think. I think a lot of it's like well, an honorary thing you give to like a close friend, not necessarily. I don't think it's supposed to specifically be because generally speaking, unless you're you put somewhere in your will, like if I die or something were to happen to me, they should go to the child's godfather or whatever or godparents. The more thing it's supposed to be for like you know spiritual guidance, but I think 
in my common like kind of interpretation of it, it's meant to be like a close family member who's meant to kind of be like a surrogate kind of like mentor figure to the kid or just like a close family like kind of person like uncle mike was mine so it was kind of a very close fit there like someone to look up to like that and mine was Uncle Joe, still a blood relative. But then my godmother was like a recent husband of one of my dad's brothers. Recent that, wife, you mean? Yeah, sorry, recent wife. For a marriage that erupted a few years later and broke up. I've never met her. Yeah. I don't even know her name. Mine was Aunt Mary, I believe, my godmother. Mine, I think it's Peggy, but I don't even know that. And Terry's weren't both of them from Brazil. Yeah. So, bad luck seeing them again. So, yeah, like, I, I don't think it's that... I liked it a lot more when it was, like, a sacred, like, almost kind of like a north from the Game of Thrones. Like, this is a sacred pact. You will take care of these chids, kids if something well, that's, happens. that's the thing I'd always kind of like to think, that in the case of something bad happening, that they... That like, because like, I am... God but there's God. no legal recourse. There is none, but that's, you know, the separation of church and state. Like, the, the, just the, the church is separate. <clears throat> it can't make a state-bound thing even work that way. So I'm sure if you put into your will... But if those kids die and you show up to court, you're just some guy that works in a movie theater that's, that's like, give I mean. me them kids! Well, that's what I mean. Like, there would be nothing unless the parents put in their will. Like, if something were yeah. to happen to us, we want custody of the kids to go to our, their godparents. I'm sure you could say that, and if that's the parents' wishes, they're like, well, that was what they Do you think that is in their will? Do you think they even have a will? Who? The parents? That yeah. God? No, I don't think so, but I'm sure that that's not really why I'm, you know, why you do it or anything like that. More just to please send them down to almost West Virginia. Yeah. But now, like I, I took it as a pretty big responsibility to try to do what I can to get down there and everything. So I'd want to be a part of like a, a kid that like if someone makes you a godfather or godmother, I I think it's like kind of a big deal. It'd be a huge it's honor. De- it's definitely like an extension of that person saying like, "Hey, I want you to." Be I trust you more than anything to be like a part of my kid's life. I think it's like a pretty strong sentiment to say. It's a, Especially for someone who's not directly blood rel- uh, I trust you more than anything is definitely what I would take it as. If it was that scenario. But if it's just like, hey, you're a good friend, you've showed up to a lot of things, here's the thing. But like, yeah, if my kids died, my sister's going to take care. Yeah, well, I think I used to have an old joke too about, I may even still have written down in here. Which was just like one of those jokes. It was just that concept I thought of at one point. But yeah, my dad owns an yacht com- a yacht company. If, if I die, they're going there. Like Do you own a yacht company? No? Okay. I might have deleted it at one point. Had to make room. Uh, still that Asian the... contact joke in there. That's a classic. Uh, yeah, I got rid of it. I used to have some joke about that I wrote down of like a godfather is supposed to be such a sacred position, but nowadays you don't really regard it that much. Like, you're later early on, your kids are just like, wait, who's my godfather? Like, I don't know. I was pretty drunk at your baptism. I think I may have made a Jesus. It should be. It, it should be something more, and I think a lot of times it's just like, once again, you're someone that's not related to me that I want to give this kind of honor to. I'm sure... In Catholicism, you actually have to, like, whoever becomes godfather actually has to be, like, a confirmed Catholic. And that's, I think in certain religions, I'm sure it is a more, like, specific and, like, impactful kind of... It's a throwback to a different time of, like, smaller kind of communities where, like, your grandfather or whoever that was, was somebody that was going to, you know, you didn't necessarily need, like, legal paperwork confirming that. That was just what everyone grew up in. Now, once again, it just seems kind of like an empty thing. 
I wouldn't say it's completely empty. I think it's. I think the importance of it comes down to the person that gets nominated. So, if, God forbid, those two people die. Are you on a bullet train immediately up there? I certainly would definitely make it like the biggest element I could to be there and like available to help. I'm sure the like that specific family has a lot of like family members who would be willing to help and just people around them that would generally be like at a moment's notice able to take those kids in a much better way than I would. I asked you a yes or no question. Then yes. Okay. If you're looking for just the straight answer of like a yes, but yeah. I'm, I'm trying to add the new one. I'm not looking for you Hillary Clinton out of it. I'm not Hillary Clinton. Not <laughs> like, I, I left my heart on the bedstool at home. I didn't I Hillary it. Clinton my way into things. Like <laughs> okay. That's classy. I mean, that's like, again, like, it, you know, it, it's a situation where I'm just like, yeah, I mean, if it, it feels like a monumentally big decision to be like, hey, I, I want you to be a Well, no matter what, life. where you are in your life, look, maybe I'm not the best parent you could have, but I'm willing to do it, if that's what's needed. Or I'm looking out for the best interest of your kids, too, like... Oh, you're trying to ship them off immediately? That's Chris <laughs> no, Pratt. I'm just like, no, but I just mean, like, even a situation... Hey, this pedophile offered to buy us lunch at Red Lobster. a situation where nothing bad ever happens to the parents, it's just like, well... Yeah, and I, you know, if I'm allowed to be a part of your kid's life, I want to do what I can to help enrich their lives in whatever way I can, you know. But the godparents, the insurance clause, it's when all things go to hell. Yeah, well, again, that's like the traditional idea of it. Because, again, there's no legal precedent that, that qualifies that. But without that traditional sense, it's just kind of like a title. You yeah, know, and again, know. some people do just treat it like that. It just it comes down to the person and what they make of it and what the family wants kind of as an expectation of mm. But if I took it, I would kind of try and take it to, like, that old school thing where it's, you know, I mean, I'd be flattered regardless if a friend just kind of asked me as, like, a pleasantry, knowing that, like, you know what, if if they die, they've got immediate family that would probably take care of the kids. But you'd still want to think, like, yeah, I would do that. I mean, like, to keep your kids from being orphans, yes, obviously I would stand in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that's the case. I think you would do that for most of your friends. Yeah, almost anybody. Like, if Adam right now, if they were, like, Adam and his wife have been, like, horrifically injured, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go down, I'll take care of Teddy. I'm sure it'd be, like, the weird thing of, like, we, like, I feel like they'd have to have friends closer to Florida. Like, it's, yeah. that's a weird thing where you're just, like, I'm half, like, country away. But, yeah, like, if it was, like, if that was... Well, how long would it take you to get to the shock of finding out that there's not? That you're the only taker? If, if I hear that they're just, like... It's if it's Christopher like said, or the orphanage. If they were well, it, it'd be more so if it was like Adam's last, like his last words before they had to send him into like the hospital. They were like, "Get Chris here." Then I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be there like on the first flight I can get." Essentially, you know, that's the kind of attitude I'd have. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like one of those things, like an accident happens, I'm like, I think I'm close to Adam, but maybe between him and his wife, I'm like seventh on the list of people to take care of the kids. I don't feel like interrupting their life, like the situation. Just be like, Uncle, I assume Adam wanted me here first. <laughs> Uncle Christopher got down here and cursed for forty minutes, throwing up the N word when he figured out there weren't In and Out burgers in Florida. What the fuck? They have Wawa down here, but not in fucking Harrisburg. This fucking Turkey Hill bullshit. This uh, is ridiculous. I flew two hundred miles not to get In and Out burger. Nazis are right. <laughs> I uh. I went hiking this morning. Okay. Just to try it out. Uh, there's this place in Cumberland County. Did you know about it? Pine Grove Furnace State Park. It's a state park. Here's a weird thing. If you'd asked me two weeks ago, eh, maybe a month ago, 
had you ever been to a national park, I would have been like, yeah, probably at some point. And then someone, what would you say? Brightbill Park counts, right? Pretty national. National Park. <laughs> Brightbill Park's pretty national in its own way. Uh, no, unless Dad ever took me to one when I was a kid, no. Well, there's none in Pennsylvania. Okay. The closest one is in Virginia. And then after that, it's Pittsburgh. Or, no, after that, it's... Oh, it's say, like, after that, it's Ohio. <laughs> and it's going way further out. So, no. And then, uh, so I, and, uh, and then I thought about it. I was like, I've never been to even a state park, I guess. So, I finally went to this park. And it was pretty cool. It, it's, it's got a part of the Appalachian Trail, which runs from Maine to Oregon, or Maine to Georgia. That you can walk for like three or four miles. And the first mile, it's just like a paved road that's clearly it meant for cars. So it's, it's not really hiking. You're like, Oh, if I pass out eating candy cotton, some or candy cotton, someone will pick me up. But then the very last part is like gravel and it's kind of this cool thing. And I'd never experienced that before, but I can say I've hiked the Appalachian Trail briefly. We've been able to say that before. No. I certainly can. I hiked the Appalachian Trail with Uncle Tom. You're talking about St. Tom's Mountain? St. Peter's? No. It was like, we specifically hiked a part of the Appalachian Trail. It was that part then, probably. Very possibly. Yeah, no, like, I could, I, honestly, it's one of those things, it's like, it'd be like, maybe like, right next to like, going on a long road trip. I'd love to hike the Appalachian Trail, but like, doing it alone just feels like, one, it feels unsafe, because I know I'm not the best wilderness expert, but it would be nice to be able to find somebody like, yeah, like to like, like, get old Shawnee Boy and be like, let's hike the Appalachian Trail together. Oof. That'd be a great... I would go robot at that <laughs> point. I would prefer a robot. That, at that point, the only thing that's like, I just want to make sure somebody sees me if I, like, fall off the side of a mountain <laughs> taking a picture. Then, like, I don't just die at the bottom of a ravine. I don't think like, the Appalachian garbage. Trail is very much, like, mountain climbing. I'm pretty sure it's all... Some of it is. Because it's 2,000 miles. It's not... Yeah, but I think, isn't there always, like, a walking path through it? Like, even if you have... Not to... if you break your legs falling off a mountain, no. But I don't... I mean, I don't need to have, like, the, the mountain pick, like, climbing... Like, I'm climbing the side of a mountain cliff, essentially. No, but once again, not if you take, like, a false step off, like, the side and fall off. It, it doesn't have to always constantly be mountain climbing. It might just be, like, you, like, bending over at the end of a reach, like, oh, let me get a great picture. Yeah, I don't think I'd be concerned myself. And if you do, once again, if you have somebody there, it's not bad at all because they just run back and get somebody. But if you're alone, yeah, I'm sure it'd be all right. It's like someone save me in my big nose. <laughs> I'm leaving up all the air. <laughs> Man, I think it'd be a fun thing to do at one point. I'd like to say that for like a later in life kind of thing. Well, there's long parts of that. It's not like you you hike ten miles and there's going to be a motel on the end. It's it's going to be a lot of camping if you want to do it. You think you can do that? Yeah. Why would I want to wait till I'm older to do that? You you when have... it's harder on my joints to like just sustain anything. I'm talking about your ability to like downtime and not be on Facebook. Not yeah, that's Facebook. The point. Like I wouldn't bring a phone. Like, you wouldn't want to have You think you could survive that? Yeah. If you're out in the middle of the woods, if you're focused on anything else, like, you'd be like, yeah, I'd bring, like, a book or something like that, or... I know. Like, fucking poetry or something. You're already in an experience that's meant to be very contrary to what you do in your everyday life. Like, why would I bring a phone, period? It's hard to imagine... Why would I want to do it when I'm older, and it's harder physically to do? It's hard to imagine a Christopher Unplugged. 
This is where we have like a sitcom. I bet I could go longer without a phone than you could. I I bet I could go a fucking month longer without the internet. I mean, I have to literally use the internet for one of my jobs. Yeah. Not counting your job. So, like, while my job's going on... Yeah, so your Funhouse YouTube days are done for a month. Philip DeFranco, all that's out of oh, your... Oh, no, I'm not Philly D. How am I going to stay filled in? But I'd have to take you so much on your word. <laughs> hmm. I don't think how... you could do it for two days. How about a week? Do you think for a week? And then what? I just you because I use the internet for work, like Googling, looking up intersections. But but outside of that, yeah, like you can't. No Game of Thrones Wikipedia. No looking up. Oh, I could crush you. ESPN. Models. You wouldn't make it two days. This is where we have pizza bet right now. How many days? How many days is, are you doing for your for a pizza bet? Okay, so no looking up Facebook, Instagram, anything on my phone. Uh, no looking up YouTube videos on my... Uh, so does this count no Netflix? I mean, you're saying no internet, so... I mean, unless but I can still watch whatever's on cable television. Like, whatever's live. If you want. I mean, it seems like kind of a cheap way out. But sure, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Oh, oh I would crush you. You're not even fun. Alright. How many days are you saying you could do? For the, for the, Two per- weeks. For the purpose of this pizza bet. No, it's you versus me. I don't need to go my longest. I just okay, need so, out. So how long do you think I could We'll do it this way. How long do you think I could do? Three days. Three days? So three days, no internet, except I can use it, obviously, for podcasting stuff. Yeah. That's it. Okay. And I, if I do three days, no internet, then I get a free pizza? Yeah. I'm going to make this handshake right now. You know what? I thought this was an outlasting thing. <laughs> and I think I, can... I just, I brought this up right now is because you believe I have no chance of doing a period. And now I'm seeing the fear in your eyes as you realize. Uh, you're someone that hides things from me. So that's, can I, you can guarantee I can take you at your word. I'll probably just leave my phone at home and you can see where it is. You can put it in a lockbox if you want. This is 100% our word. Yes. That's all this is. Yes. You're not going to make it three days. Okay. Free pizza. Hot dog. It's not tomorrow, by the way. Well, I guess probably easier. How about this? Because I'll start it this Friday. Because then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I don't have any podcasts lined up during that stretch. Mm-hmm. So I won't even need to use it for podcasts. Okay. So, so you can't watch anything down here. Unless you get the, like, actual cable feed hooked up. Uh-huh. All or right. if I'm throwing a DVD in or something. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. You don't own any DVDs. Do you? I own an entire stack of DVDs over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God you can finally get to the real life of Walter Smitty. Secret life of Walter Smitty, and it's a very good movie. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, I liked it. It's not a good movie. I, well, that's up to you to have hmm. an opinion on. All right. No, I think I'll, I'll, I'm definitely going to win that. I don't know what you do, honestly, with your time. Well, we'll find out. I think it's a, a Christopher that looks up what's happening on the internet and 
Meanwhile, his like goddaughter's just like, please help me on the wall. Like, I need Starving. you. <laughs> like, oh, this is strange. Scotia, you were supposed to chase that away hours ago. Yeah, come on, stupid dog. So I'll start this Friday. Okay. Midnight Friday to midnight Monday morning. Okay. And if I can do that, free pizza. Deal. All right. Done and done. One topping. Fair enough. Yeah, it's my birthday. Whatever. (laughs) It's an arrangement where I'm still buying you pizzas. (laughs) Well, because you feel so confident. All right. Well, that's good to it. Anything else you want to bring up here? Uh, I would like to look up the canceled shows of 2018. Boy, wait till the end of it to do this? All right. Mando Lucifer got canceled. Never watched. Yeah. I mean, obviously Roseanne, but we already talked about that. Are you looking it up on your phone, or? I don't know. It looks like you're typing stuff up on yours. Well, because I wasn't sure what you're doing. I've been seeing you tap on your phone for a while, but this could just be like cookie clicker or some shit like I'm looking it up online. Can we go off Rotten Tomatoes? I actually started looking it up and then stopped because there were some, like, interesting ones. I thought, like, oh, wow, that's getting canceled. Including the, the Zach Braff podcast one. Yeah. I, I mean, everyone predicted that wasn't going to last, right? Yeah, I don't think anybody really was like, this is going to last forever. It was one of those things that was just like, no, the, none of the behind-the-scenes stuff is interesting, so... Like, why are you going for this? Oh, this is taking forever. Are you getting it quicker? No, I stopped because you said you were doing no, it. No, mine's taking forever. I was pulled up ahead of time, but whatever. Uh, let's see. Renewed and canceled shows in 2018. Rotten Tomatoes thing. So this will include both shows that are continuing and are canceled. Yeah. But we'll say which ones are which. Should be like red and green. Uh, let's see. So... Uh, canceled is 12 Monkeys after its fourth season. Which, who even knew that was still on the air? Honestly. And I only knew because Quinn was on a couple episodes, but that was like two years ago. Uh, Adventure Time finally got canceled. That's weird that would get canceled, right? Like, I've never seen it. I've because heard it's it, good. It's a I'm younger... I'm surprised that was still on. That's like Alex's age. That was season 10 it was on. Yeah. I, I don't... Have but it's weird, like, season. you'd have to cancel a show like that. Yeah, I don't have any pulse on kids shows anymore. Uh, Alice Inc. was canceled. That was the Zach Braff yeah. podcast one. Uh, the Americans was canceled after its final season. That's, and I, I've never watched a second of it, but I've heard it's an amazing piece of kind of drama. And to see it get canceled, nothing get, like, Boardwalk Empire, it felt like got canceled, even though it didn't. Well, saying canceled might also mean that it is ending naturally. Oh, really? that's them saying the contract's up, we're not renewing it, so they still get to... But that's canceled. It. Yeah, but you can still put out your ending. Which but Boardwalk Empire absolutely would have been canceled. Yeah, that's if they hadn't announced was not gain a six season. If they hadn't announced, like, but that's because they weren't gain a six season. Yeah, like uh, Ash versus Evil Dead got canceled. That I thought people loved that. I never saw it. 
I think it's like a cult. Just like the movies. It was like a cult thing. I, don't think I, people I saw the first one. It was all right. I don't know. Uh, da, 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 Being Mary Jane. Uh, BT show. I never heard of that. Blood Drive on Sci-Fi. I think there's going to be a lot of Sci-Fi cancellations. The Brave. Uh, Broad City got canceled. Fifth season. Really? Broad City got canceled? Yeah. Fifth final season. So again, probably just contract was up. Didn't renew it. End of the show. Brooklyn Nine-Nine canceled. Then renewed. Uh, Chance on Hulu, never heard of it. Chelsea on Netflix got canceled. Was that Chelsea? Chelsea Handler show, I believe, her weekly show. I thought they got canceled last year. No. Chelsea Lately? They canceled that one, or they got rid of the one show she had that was like a six episode sort of thing with like one topic apiece, but then she had like a weekly, like, late night show on Netflix for a while. Oh, okay. But I think they got rid of that when they started adding like the Michelle Wolf show and everything else like that. Class on BBC America, The Crossing on ABC, uh, Damnation on Sci-Fi, Dark. Oh, I love Damnation. <laughs> Dark Matter on Sci-Fi, Daytime Divas on VH1, Designated Survivor on ABC, Deception, never heard of it, Dice on Showtime, Difficult People on Hulu, Dick Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, BBC America, Disjointed on Netflix, no, or Disjointed. Uh, Everything Sucks on Netflix, The Exorcist on Fox, The Expanse got canceled, but then renewed on Amazon. Wasn't The Exorcist, like, a big show for a while? I never saw it, but... I didn't really watch it. Uh, Falling Water in USA, The Fosters, Game of Thrones canceled after the final eight seasons, they're not doing any more after that. That's... Yeah, that's weird. You're putting that on the canceled list, but again, it just qualifies for yeah. what they're saying. Not doing more of it. Uh, Girl Boss on Netflix, The Get Down on Netflix, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce on Bravo, Good Girls Revolt, the Gore, oh, the Gore Burger Show, that T.J. Miller show with like the crazy monster like late night show thing. I don't remember that at all. And you probably seen the trailer for it and hated it so much you blocked it from your memory. Hmm. It was just like a giant monster that almost ran like a Japanese-style talk show. And you'd just be like, the Gorbuggo wants to eat now! And it'd start eating cats and shit like that. It looked like, essentially... It was a cartoon? No, it was like, it was like a, the fucking, what is his name? DeAndre, or whatever the show that Hamill Burris was on for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, Like that style of show, but you put like a giant monster in its place instead and did that. Uh, Gypsy got cancelled. Didn't know this thing. Halt and Ca- Catch Fire got canceled. Happened Leonard. Haters back off. Got Did canceled. people in the computer industry get behind that at all? The Halt and Catch Fire? I heard people like the first couple seasons of it, but then not after that so much. Mm. Uh, Heathers got canceled on Netflix, but is still shopping around. Here and Now on HBO got canceled. House of Cards canceled. Uh, I Love Dick got canceled on Amazon. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Incorporated, uh, John Claude Van Johnson on Amazon, never heard of that, Kevin Probably Saves the World, Krypton still got added, oh no, I accidentally clicked something. Has that actually aired? Hold on a second, I accidentally clicked the wrong thing there. Like, Krypton's the one thing, like, are you guys actually bothering doing this? It came out. I don't know if people were that crazy about it, but it did come out. 
Actually, I got the wrong thing here, so I gotta look the page back up. Yeah, I didn't hear anyone say anything about Krypton. And- I know the, what was the show on Fox about, uh, The Last Survivor, Last Man on Earth? Got cancelled finally. See, I was in the eyes, I think. I saw the first few episodes, which were kind of entertaining when it was The Last Man on Earth, but yeah, by, like, the end of, like, the first or second season, it became, like, an eight-cast-member show. Mikey, do you need me to hold on to you here? Lady Dynamite on Netflix has been canceled. Really? That fucking sucks. How do you... And first of all, a Netflix cancellation <laughs> shouldn't even... This fury that ignited you at once. A Netflix cancellation shouldn't even be announced. I mean, when it's when it's not like amidst like public Me Too outrage, and uh, that uh, fuck that. I don't know why that got canceled. Last ship, last tycoon, leftovers, librarian, life Maria sentence. Bamford just pouring her heart out <laughs> into a show. For, save it for your other podcast, all right? <laughs> my, crimes. my lady died of my podcast. <laughs> Inhumans got canceled. Uh, Thank God. <laughs> the Mayor, Mercy Street, Middle, the Mick got canceled. That's a bummer. Mindy Project finally got. I mean, just finish it. out Always Sunny. The Mist, Mozart, The Jungle, uh, Nashville final season, New Girl final season, Night Shift, Odd Mom Out, Once Upon a Time. Jesus, that ran seven seasons. I thought it was longer than that. Yeah, well, then there was also the second show they did, Once Upon a Time, Alice in Wonderland version. Oh, really? That had Saeed in it, and I think that only ran a season. I never watched a, a second of it. I, did, I don't think I ever watched anything of the show. Every shot I saw just looked so lame. Like, I just couldn't work up the... I was like, no, this isn't... Funny. I'm like, no, they're classic Disney stories that are meant to be told in, like, an animated fashion, so... Well, I mean, they... A lot of them exist outside of that, and, like, I can certainly understand the idea of interpretation and things like that. It was just, it never looked like the production quality. Like, it was like Heroes, why I never watched Heroes. Like, every time I watched Heroes, it always looked super, like, shoestring budget, and I was like, I just can't get into that. Uh, Orphan Black got canceled. And you were supposed to be the best at that time. Like, why aren't these better? The Path, Plain House, People Like Me, Portlandia finally got canceled. Portlandia got canceled? That thing could have hung on with seven viewers. <laughs> Season eight. On IFC. Pretty Little Liars, uh, The Quad, Quantico, Quarry. Uh, in fact, of all the cues, only Queen of the South and Queer Eye are still around. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, I don't know any of those. And Queer Eye just came back after, what, like a 10-year? Yeah, what's well, a new cast and yeah. everything, too. Uh, oop, good look at things for the R's. Oh, until I got to Red, Red Oaks. Oh, uh, uh, Red Oaks got canceled? Red Oaks is canceled. Rise is canceled. Roseanne renewed, then canceled. Uh, Scandal's finally ending. Since 8, uh, as canceled after a wrap-up TV movie. A uh, series of unfortunate events gained a third and final season. What is Sense 8? That's the one the, the Wachowski siblings do. Oh, okay. And I've heard some people say the concept's kind of cool. It's like eight people in the world who are connected mentally and, like, can take on each other's skills at any one time. So, like, one of them's a cop, and one of them might be, like, a like a regular, like, housewife or something like that. And a situation comes on, she can take in all that cop's experience to, like, get into a... Like, if someone's, like, threatening her, she can, like, disarm mm. them. Like, I've heard it's something like that, and the concept sounds kind of interesting, but, like, 
I think John was the one who's telling me, he's like, it, it's a pile of shit after that, don't bother. Feels like it's been on for a while. I think it just didn't end for a while. Oh, okay. it, only, it says on here it was the second season, so I think they Oh, okay. Like so it's like a big sabbatical or yeah, hiatus between them. Um, seven Seconds, Shades of Blue, Shadowhunters, The Shannara Chronicles, Shut Eye on Hulu, uh, Star Wars Rebels, Still the King, The Strain, Survivor's Remorse, Taken got canceled. Do you have Teen Wolf after six seasons? Ten Days in the Valley. Teen Wolf after six seasons? What channel was that on? Was that? MTV. That's okay. Card, I'm on. Uh, Transparent got canceled after its fifth final season. Return canceled. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt canceled after fourth season. Uh, Underground. The Veep canceled after seventh final season. Valor. So a lot of these, these cancels are like with the this, creators' uh, or agreement. The show's just not moving on. Like, yeah. yeah, you reach eventually like, kind of a point where you're like, yeah, we're not going to move on. You guys yeah. won't. Yeah. Uh, White famous Will got canceled on TNT. Uh, Young and hungry, you're the worst. Both canceled. Young Sheldon still holds on though. Wow. And Zoo. And Z, the beginning of everything. That's okay. The shows. Although I have to imagine we're going to see Walking Dead very soon. So Legion didn't get canceled. I I like read like it might have been canceled, so I didn't go through the whole list just in case. Uh, let me look back up here. Legion is renewed for season three. No, but I heard uh, what's his name's not. Uh, Lincoln something. Andrew Lincoln, yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's done after this season of Walking Dead. It's so it's like, just been such a done. flat show for the so long. The show's gotta be done. They already <laughs> took Morgan off. He's on and I made it further now. than you, and it seemed like it was more built towards you. Yeah, like, I just had no interest. Like, after they took, like, the characters I liked and killed them off, which is fine for a certain thing, but to just kill them off in such disappointing fashion. Herschel. Yeah, where you're like, oh, the governor just cuts him in half so he can die five minutes later. In what was clearly a, like a fucking extend this shitty season for this more completely episodes. unnecessary like, governor. governor. Yeah. No, I know he didn't. He's still a dickhead. He's been a dickhead in all these episodes. It does There's seem. There's not a moment in this fucking process that I. Would you agree that like person. at some point you're like this is a show just meant for like the stupidest of people that might think the governor is redeemable? I don't know why you're watching this storyline. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's something from the comic books that they felt obligated to put in there, and that's why it functioned the way it did. It, it was one of those things. I was like, I don't believe this for a second. I'm barely hanging on at this point, and then you gave me this completely unbelievable storyline about this redemption of a character that like I, I was starting, that I don't buy for a second. Like, I was starting to get into it momentarily, because I was kind of like, oh, this is someone... Like, they finally seem to finally be getting the control over this this new place. Like, they're actually growing crops. They have, like, a bunch of new people. Like, it feels like this is actively becoming a community. And you can At the up, prison. And you can bring up new problems. And then they're like, no, the governor's back. You're like, oh, fuck this. And the governor fucks everything up. Destroys the prison. Kills like Herschel. I always knew he would. Yeah, kills Herschel and just ruins everything. And you're just like, so this fucking, like I sat and watched this dude in like four episodes of solo dedication to him and like this, like three new characters he was teamed up with. 
So they do fucking nothing. Knowing the whole time he was going to fuck everything up. The yeah. whole time. There was not a moment of, like, a doubt where I was like, maybe he turns his, his life around. There's no surprise at all when he goes back to bat. It's like, why did you even bother? Like, it's an okay character. He's not that great. He didn't need to live on for this. And he Yeah, that was, was the same the... for me when I was like, I don't need more of this. It, it I maybe could tolerate it if it wasn't for the fact that he literally comes in and then killed my favorite character to that point. Too, oh, cuts his like, fucking head off. Yeah, in of like the most disgraceful way. Like there's just like there's just nothing. Like why even bother? Why bother? After this, I never finished this. This guy that barely survived his last attack of losing his leg and like yeah. your heart's been in your chest the whole time. Like oh my god, is Herschel gonna live? And it's like just to watch this completely predictable character come back that you knew was gonna fuck shit up. You might as well have had a meteorite crush him. Like, at least then I could have been like, well, the universe, I guess, is always full of chances. There was no like, need except no. for the oh. fact he happened to wander upon a camp that had a tank. Yeah, like, you're just like, oh, no. The writers just decided they wanted to bring this shitty character back for another go-around. And they need to have him kill a sympathetic character to get you to hate him. For this, so he could immediately then die then afterwards. Not a bad performance, but when you hear later on that he based it on Bill Clinton, like, that's an awful performance. If you think that's Bill Clinton, I thought that was like a weird John Wayne Elvis Presley kind of thing. I mean, I don't even like. I don't even give a fuck about the character. He's an English like, guy. I don't. Yeah, I, he I, said he be, he said he based on Bill Clinton. I was like, this is not Bill Clinton. I, he could have told me based off share. I don't. I don't <laughs> care who he based it on. All right, it's fucking garbage. I I was so angry when he came back just to kill Herschel. I I I think I watched two episodes of the show after that. It was like I was watching him with Terry. And, like, at her place. But, like, I never finished that season. I never got to, like, Terminus. There's no need. Because I was like, oh, There's I no bother. need. Like, I was just like, my favorite character's gone. I don't really like anyone else left in the show that much. Like, there's some characters, like, they're I'm kind of cool with. But why? This show's going to kill everyone I like. Like, isn't it almost, like, an exercise the same way they try to survive in a futile apocalypse if I'm trying to survive watching a show that I hate everything in? Like, I'm not going to waste my time with that. But there's smart ways to do that. Boardwalk Empire felt like did that well. Boardwalk Empire, well, we, it, but that's the thing. Boardwalk Empire... But you didn't did. know you were going to lose your favorite characters along the way. It, it wasn't a zombie show. Like, it wasn't, like, yeah. the idea that there was kind of, like, there was there was threats around them, but characters usually died because, like, they made poor decisions and things like that. But it still did affect the show. Like, there was a lot less of an interest in me in, like, finally finishing that fifth season when I'm like... Like, none of my favorites are around anymore. Like Richard Yeah, but they felt gone. like gutsier picks, because it wasn't like a zombie jumping out of the woods killing somebody. This was like, this was somebody that needed to die for the storyline. There's actually, like, a trajectory. Like, some of those deaths in in Walking Dead were so stupid. And, like, watching, like, Noah just get ripped apart in, like, a turn style of a door. I think Boardwalk Empire showed you, like, that's the problem with Walking Dead. Is it's like, we don't want to kill off people, because we want to keep people involved. And but they still have to do it because that's the only way it makes sense. Boardwalk Empire killed it off, and and but still, like for me, kept me involved, kept me interested in the storyline by uh, by just maxing it out. But yeah, I mean, Boardwalk yeah, Empire actually, took risks. It's not like America, uh, Walking Dead didn't until they had to. Well, the problem with like Walking <laughs> Dead is that it didn't take risks for a long time because it would constant like it was. Because consider, like, the idea that, like, anyone could die at any time. You're like, yeah, but then you think about it, and you're like, that core principle cast, for the most part, stayed around for the longest time. Yeah. Like, I guess you lost Lori, and that was supposed to be a big deal. But it was like, for the longest time, it was like Carl, uh, you know, Rick, Glenn, Maggie, like... Uh, Michonne, uh, yeah. Yeah, Michonne, uh, what was her name? Uh, Carol, I think. Yeah. And Daryl. 
So, like, the main characters of the group. Cause, like, I haven't seen the last season. They might all still be alive. Yeah. Well, or, I, no, I, I Glenn isn't. Carl's dead. Carl and Glenn yeah. are both dead. Uh, but the idea of, like, they were, like, the core group, and then everyone else they kind of, like, kept meeting, those would become the disposable characters. So it would be like, hey, we met these five characters or whatever. Like, when they got to the prison, you were like, oh, everyone they ever met in the prison died at this yeah. point. Yeah. And you're just like, In oh, quick because, order. Because Here was your name, and you're going to die in the next scene. Because you're not an important character, yeah. you know? Like, that was the thing. Uh, they I, met two black prisoners and a white prisoner, and the white prisoner was the pedophile, and he outlived everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Axel, or whatever his yeah, name was. Whatever, his, whatever it was, yeah. Yeah. The guy that was like, I'll take her off for a tea party. I don't mind. And it's like, that's not the guy you throw an axe in the head immediately? You're just like, no. <laughs> like, I, we're dealing with enough, like, supernatural evil in this one. I'm starting to not existing with the realities of evil in our group. No, but that's the worst evil. Yeah, that's what I, well, that's what I mean. Like, I'm certainly not dealing with a fucking pedophile in my group if I have to already contend with zombies. I'll deal with the two black guys that like robbing banks over this guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's a show that just keeps going on. But I assume it has to end. Like, I assume they're coming to an end with... I'm surprised Fear of the Walking I kind of took a pride when, like, Game of Pro- Game of Thrones finally, like, surpassed them in ratings. I mean, and I it took I, seven fucking seasons I for that to happen. I love the original seasons of Walking Dead. I still admit, like, everyone shits on the second season, and I still like the second season. I was like, the second season has, I think, some strong points to it. I think there's definitely some interesting philosophy to dig, dig out of that show. Like, what do you do? in an apocalypse like that, in a hopeless situation. The first three seasons. What's the best way to approach it? Yeah. Is it to be somebody like, um, oh, what's his name that I'm forgetting right now? The guy who owned the RV, Dale. Is it like to try to be optimistic? You didn't forget his name. That was like your favorite character. I'm bad with You big lame ass. But I'm like, do you try to be optimistic in the face of the apocalypse? Is it to be like Rick, where you still hope for the best of it? Or is it to be like Rick later on, where you're like, you have to be a realist and do whatever you have to take? Like, is it worth it to to be evil in an apocalypse if it means saving the people close to you. Like, there's interesting philosophy to dig out of it. But then, I don't want to have to deal with the shit. Like, well, Glenn was just underneath that dumpster. Like, what? Fuck that. <laughs> you trying to put yeah. that shit on top of me? Well, you don't want to deal with Rick, because eventually, in that scenario, when you have to make that choice time after time, you're going to definitely always come to, like, the we're stronger, you're weaker, so let me make the decisions. And everything that kind of came along with that, the Rickocracy or whatever they called it. Mm. Um, but it just got boring after a while and people didn't die and it wasn't that as, it wasn't as interesting. But when you're killing people. off less people than Boardwalk Empire, then. I don't need people to die because people were still dying. They were just weren't like very fully fledged characters or anything like that. I don't need a show to have characters dying to be oh, very I interesting. Oh, I I need finality. I mean, you can get finality in different ways. I mean, characters don't have to die to have a closure to their story. You can have a character leave the events of it and they go off to do something else or something along those If you lines. do it well, but if you don't do it well, then it's just a, an open-ended chapter. Yeah, but I mean, you can also just have a character have closure by them getting to the finale of the show and they're in a different place than where they started at or something like that. You know, like, that's character development of an arc. And that's what I really want out of it. Um, character death is yeah, interesting, Weebae. but you have to do it. Weebae in the Wire is a great story. You don't know what happens to Weebae at the end outside of the fact you see him in prison. Or Marlo's a great character. Didn't die at the end of it, but he's in such a different But you place. got some finality in the that's, last scene with him I mean. and the gangsters like, on the street. You can still do it without killing those characters. Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe you get more... But it's got to be done story. well. Yeah, and that's what I mean. But I'm like, I, I'm fine with not killing characters in Walking Dead. I don't naturally want you to just kill characters, but... Um, 
you know, I want it to still be a satisfying story. We're almost at two hours, by the way. Don't okay. This up. Uh, yeah, I think we're done. All right. So, anything else you want to throw out there? You want to plug your stand up or anything? Uh, Michael J. Larios on YouTube. Uh, Michael Larios stand up on YouTube, and also Michael J. Larios on Instagram. Follow me on there. Uh, I don't use Facebook a ton now, but uh, both of those are good avenues to to catch me. All right, there you go. And if you're my dentist, feel free to throw a beach my way. Catch you guys next time on Super Larry's Bus Show. I'll get the joke. <laughs>